Hi, this is Ernest Waddell, and you're listening to Fire and Ice. <laughs> Welcome to Fire and Ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, caught with the heat. Man, with the cool, man. Uh, caught with the giggles today. What's going on, man? Call, keep, keep kicking things, man. What's going on? Your shit uh, okay? Hey, man. Everything, everything, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get older, you just start hitting stuff, and okay, stuff start hurting. Hey, man, you know. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Long, facts as, long, as, long as your body's straight, you can. Facts. Facts. How's your week? Uh, my week was okay. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. It was a good. It was a good week. It was a good week. How about you? Good. Everything's going good, man. Just just living life, finishing 2019 strong. I'm, I'm finishing kind of weak. I'm just wanna. I'm tired. I wanna just relax. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I'm. I, you know how I know we. Yeah, it's funny. We've been doing it for a minute now, so we know we got a regimen. So I know we always like, like take breaks. You know what I'm saying? When the year in. I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking forward to all the breaks that I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? I want to just rejuvenate. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like the, the the work in me wants to do something to be ahead and 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 that's how that's how it always is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to do stuff in December so I, I don't have to do so much in January. Yeah. But you know how we we operate like we going to fly, so you, it's really you can't work that way. Right. Facts. You'd be so behind if you do that. Yeah. Imagine if we just said, "Hey, we're gonna put this out on January 1st. But when Jeremy first happened, it might be something else we're gonna talk about. The way our show is set up is like we do kind of current events, so it's kind of like we if we yeah. if we talk about something in November this month, it may not be the same situation in January. So yeah, clearly yeah. you guys will let you be like, oh, this obvious they record that in November. Yeah, yeah, because like the climate is changing like every second, so it's kind of got. And I've seen even podcasts um, that I listen to now they drop more than once a week because just and they can say what they want to say I think because they want to be behind, they mm-hmm. want to be able to tackle every subject. Mm-hmm. Think about it, we doing once a week, so. If something happened on Thursday and you recorded on Tuesday and you dropped Wednesday, mm. you got to wait till next Tuesday. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's my dream. Though. My dream is that, you know, we really start making them coins and we're like really doing this every day. Because I, I actually I enjoy doing podcasting, not because, um, you know, just I can um, vent every day. But it's just the fact of I just I just enjoy having an opportunity um, to first of all I learn from you watching you doing what you're doing and stuff I learn and then two I just enjoy the fact that I have an opportunity to have a platform where we can um, elevate people yeah, yeah. Um, and also at the same time you know we meet interesting we have interesting guests um, I introduce you to some people like that you may not have known or maybe yeah. that you do know but you've seen right. but you never had an opportunity to really talk to so I'm blessed that opportunity that I. The relationships that I have, I can share them with you. So that way, you know, you know, do as you will. Yeah, you big time, man. I want to know everybody. You know what I'm saying? You know everybody. <laughs> everybody know you. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm just, I'm just hustling and living. Carlton, I'm man. just living you know what what life, bro. Your just... name is Carlton. Your first name is The. You stupid. We need sound effect 2020, man. Hey, we facts. Sound effects 2020. We'll work. On, I'll work on that. Can we one time we did the episode and had sound effect had a gun? The yeah, gun. you had guns. You had. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm 100, 100. Right now, I'm telling you right now. First five nights we bring a sound effect back in 2020. I'm telling you right now. All right, cool. So when Carl says jinkies, I'm gonna have a sound effect for jinkies. <laughs> it's no longer jinkies no more. It's, gonna be, it's not gonna be a gunshot. We're gonna do family friendly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, <laughs> Tell me right now. I'm, I'm just, we, gonna, we gotta we gotta we gotta up the ante. Something we gotta do. You dumb, bro. You dumb. <laughs> we um yeah. I feel like I've been seeing you a lot more. We've been working on some stuff. We know we we keeping everything on the hush hush right now. But yeah. you know, I just you know, I like it though. It's a good experience. Like it's something different. So I like it though. That's what's up. Like it's it's it's, it's different, but it's also like it's not nerve wracking because it's not on that that like you haven't put it on that scale of foot be nerve wracking. You made made everybody comfortable with doing working outside working outside our box. But um yeah, it's definitely different. I definitely have more uh 
respect for people that do that particular work. Mm. You know, so that was very hush hush. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That was dope. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like how I did that. I like I was grabbing words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to trying to keep it. You know, no pun intended. Do a little improv. You know what I'm saying? You know how it go though. <laughs> They'll 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 get laid on, right. but yeah, um, I like it though. We're, we're, we've seen each other a lot more, but it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I wish that things would happen. It's funny we see each other a lot more, but it's still the same. Nothing really happened in the media, like nothing crazy. You nah, know what I'm saying? nothing too. At much. one point, a couple years ago, when we first it was like we had we had to say we gonna talk about this, not talk about that. Right. And I was like, this happened. Right, I just throw it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. It's just be like, uh, uh, all right. Well, I guess yeah, we'll discuss it. Yeah, you know. That's, <laughs> that's just, yeah. So let's get into our first topic, I guess, shall we? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right, cool. So, um, we've been talking about Issa Rae. I know you've been like really disappointed that there was no Insecure in 2019. Definitely. Um, and you're not the only one. A lot of people are disappointed, but you know she's been doing a lot of work. Um, she has a she definitely has a um a new movie coming out in 2020. Um, I think it's called The Photograph or something like that. But I'm definitely gonna go see that. It looks good. The previews look good. Yeah, yeah. But previews. I don't know. The Keith tripping right now, so I don't know. He got some some he, he walling. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, jinkies. But we'll see. Um, good though. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna see that. But there was also something in the news that she was saying that she is working on a reimagination, a reimagining of "Set It Off." Tell her wake up. And we uh, and we talked about that here on Fire Nights before. How about we don't think that's a good idea? Well, somebody else doesn't think that's a good idea. I wonder who. Vivica Fox, the who? star. Vivica Fox, the, the Vivica the Fox. Vivica Fox, wow. the star of the original "Set It Off." She did an interview to ask her about it. Um, you know, normally I play audio clips for time's sake. I ain't got it. Um, so, um, but basically she was just saying like, leave it alone. It's a classic. Um, there are other stories out there that you should be telling. Basically, if you want to do a movie like set it off and call it something else, then cool. But don't take the classic or set it off and then try to do something else with it. I don't know what else you can call it. The girls robbing banks. I don't know. Like it's, it's nothing you can Put it on. I don't know. Like I, said, I don't know. <laughs> you you said put it on. What would you do? You like, stupid. Name no. something else. Uh, I, I don't know. You I don't know. know. I just I I haven't. I agree with Vivica. Um, I feel like I, I said this. I don't want this. We don't want. I'm tired of the the reboots, the reimaginations. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of let's do something different. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. You know and, and, and with that movie, I want. I would even say I don't even want. You know how the people are doing like late sequels, like we got Coming to America two coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Years later And they did the You know Best Man Years yeah, later yeah. You know what I'm saying I don't even You can't even do a sequel Off of that movie Because everybody died Except Jada Pickett Smith And it's like I don't I don't really care enough To be like Alright what's she doing In Mexico I don't care Well so, I look at it like If a movie's perfect Don't bother it And Set It Off Is one of the few movies That's, that's perfect to me Like mm-hmm. it's perfect Like it's nothing I can say Well they should've did that They should No it's perfect Everything the way it happened Is perfect Yes, you don't like the characters dying, but it happens, and it's, it happens perfectly right. from the beginning to the end. You know what I'm saying? Even like <laughs> I'm in a bond, Nate. Like that, that just funny. Like all that stuff is, is perfect. You know? What I think saying? Queen Latifah's like, death not, was the funniest thing to me. That I still to this day I watched that scene. I laughed what? when Queen Latifah died when she got shot. That was funny. Yeah, that was, it funny. was funny. It was like she was like do 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 do. It was funny. It was a lot. It, it was, she, she did. <laughs> It was a lot, yeah. She did a lot. She did. You know, speaking of like dying scene, like you ever seen coming? Uh, not coming to America. I'm tripping. You said this. I'm thinking about that. But Miss Society, mm-hmm. like him in that scene, when he got shot. I thought he was just doing so much. Like it was mad dramatic. Like, bro, <laughs> calm down. Like, but I mean, who am I to judge? I ain't gonna get shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, still, right, right, like, right, right, right. Like, do you move like that when you get shot for real? Like, 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but yeah, I just I'm like I said, I just I I I I want them to leave this alone. I don't I don't I don't think them them. Yeah, the whole team. Yeah, Issa and the team. Don't imagine it. No, just. just but you know, I, I mentioned this before about you know Ben Affleck. He did the town. I don't know if you've seen that movie before. My mother loved that movie. Mother's a, my mother is like the her, set it off as a favorite movie. Mm. Set it off her favorite movie, and she loved the town, which is pretty much something similar. To set it off. It's a movie about Robin Banks. Okay, same thing. People die, get caught, whatever. Boom. It's a different ending. It's nice and written well, but it's not a sequel to set it off. It's not. Oh, I was thinking about set it up when I wrote it. It was just it's a movie by Robin Banks. Gotcha. That's it. Gotcha. That's the only thing they got in common. They rob banks, they rob banks. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you it's, it's ways to she could if you want to make a movie about Robin Banks, just come out and do that. But don't put it out in the ether about set it off. Now you're pissing anybody off. Yeah. Like, oh, why are you touching that? Right. I have to agree. You know what I'm saying? I like, just agree. come with your own thing. It's not against Issa Rae because she's amazing. She's amazing. And I, and I think that's the thing. It's like she's so talented and so creative. Like, why? It's like, yeah. Like, why? But. And I have to cut you off, but we always cut you off. You know how you I do. You do it all the time. It's okay. I'm used to it now. <laughs> but but I think this is one of them comments or one of those situations where you have to read, you have to listen to what's being said, not read it. If you read it, it looks as if Vivica is like snobbing at her. But if you listen to what she's saying, she was like, why would you put that pressure on yourself? Right. It's more from a standpoint of like, hey, I care about you. What right. You're doing. That is a lot of pressure. If you that. think about it, that is a lot of pressure. Because like she, she did say in the interview, she said, if it's bad, it's like, like people going to be like, yo, you you know, that's bad. But then even if it's good, it's, just it's still they're going to compare the original to what you're doing. So I, I agree. It's one of those damn if you do, damn if you don't. You just don't. Absolutely. Because we don't want you to anyway. Absolutely. Because the only, the only good outcome is that we like it and it's like, okay, Oh, it's okay she did it maybe but the chances are very slim right. you know what I'm saying so I, I just I, I just remember hearing on radio and I, when I heard the comments I was like dang when you read it it's like you think you, you listen I mean I, I guess it, it could be pre-judgment I don't know I'm listening to it in her voice from the movie mm. you know what I'm saying so yeah. I'm thinking about that biblical fight from the movie and I'm listening to, reading the comments that way but when I heard her say it it was more of a please don't do that baby like right. not, not, not for me but for you don't do it. Right. I don't care because I made a classic, but don't do it because it's a lot of pressure on you. So right. it's more so like looking out, not not in the sense of, oh, oh, heck no, not her. You know what I'm saying? Just like nobody. Please don't touch it. It's a classic. Leave it alone. Gotcha. Yeah. I care about you. You and your, you know, your career, so don't do that. <laughs> Speaking of careers, um, let's talk about Lil' Kim real quick because Lil' Kim, um, she basically did an interview. She did. She made a statement. She said she's obviously still upset about the whole Notori Norton from Power, you know. She uh she played Lil Kim in the Notorious movie, and oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so she said that she wanted Christina Milian to play her rather than uh, Notori Norton. I mean, wait, hold on. Can I ask you a question? No, ask, ask, ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Are they making a movie about her? No, no, no. They they were saying that she would have rather Christina Milian play her part so did, in the movie. So, so she just said it for no reason. I guess she's real. She's really still upset the fact that because she was saying like when they made the movie they didn't consult her about casting, especially her part. So that was like the audacity. Yikes! It's not her movie. Yikes! I'm beyond with you. I mean, she, she, to, to the media, she plays a big role in Biggie's life. Mm. I don't know if her was that big to Biggie. Yikes! I'm keeping a hundred with you. You all right? You talking about somebody that was about when he was 23, met you when he was, what, 17, something like that? You about to bumble with the B, huh? <laughs> 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 um, now, I, 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 I'm a big Lil' Kim fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's a legend. My thing is, if nobody 
talking about making a movie about you right now. You shouldn't be having this conversation right they now. They probably I didn't watch the whole interview, but I, I just saw that snippet. They probably asked. I don't know, but you know, she she's real still salty about that. Um, here's the thing. My thing with Lil Kim, I love Lil Kim. Um, that and, was a good comparison. That's it, and I'm not gonna sit up here and be like, okay, so let me just break down real quick. I love Lil Kim. When Nicki Minaj came out and Lil Kim was like kind of going rah rah. Yeah. You know, whatever. I was like, "Come on, little Kim." Because again, you look at legends like you a legend. Like we don't, you don't have to. And yeah. then when we found yeah. out the whole story, I was like, "Okay, I see why little Kim did what she did." Blah, blah blah. And so now I'm like, "All right, cool, little Kim." But would it be, huh? You know, somebody's doing all that. <laughs> and so even now with this, I'm like, "Leave Notoria alone." It's not Notoria's fault. She just she got casted. Is it casted or cast? She got whatever. She got. She was picked to play the role, and then. She just she did what she did what she could with the role. She studied you and your mannerisms and different things. I thought Notori did good. She did a great job. For I thought one. she did great. Two, she looks like her, like that, just the body and everything. Like you saying, Christina Million, I'm not no disrespect. Little Kim was pretty, but that she, I think she was more pretty of that 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 magnitude. I don't. I'm Amelia not. When I see Christina Million, I don't think Little Kim. I don't. And even her act. Christina's not. She's not a great actor, bro. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Like she's not the best actor. She's not the worst. That's not the word, but she's not the greatest of actors in that realm. Mm. I don't know why. I, I, I just never heard nobody say, you know what? I want Christina Milian to play me. I'm sorry. 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 i am sorry i am sorry i I don't know who wakes up and say, you know what, man? I really want Christina Milian to play me today. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgive me. But in all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, like, Lil' Kim is a good person. You know what I'm saying? Yes, definitely. I, I like her music. I just, I don't I don't know what she has against this person. And, I, and that's, what, that's, that's what I'm looking at. Like, I don't know if it's so much of a Christina Milian big up. Or maybe she's seeing how they look and maybe she just feel like, this girl's not pretty, pretty enough to play me. I don't know. Gotcha. Maybe it's like that, but it can't, it can't. It just can't be the acting talent or. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what she it did is. a great job as Lil Kim. And this is you. You. I'm gonna ask you because you're a director, so they say, and sometimes they don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not director. In 2020, people. you're director. I'm telling right now. That's, right. That, that's that. Oh, that's that stuff is in 2019. <laughs> okay. Um, but what I want to say is, from what you know, she's mad at the fact that she wasn't consulted, but people that knew you. Were consulted. Mm. I feel like that's enough because Biggie wasn't consulted about anything. Right. People that knew him were consulted. Right. Why would you be indifferent? It's not your movie. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know why Biggie wasn't consulted. He's not here. Right. Makes sense. But he wasn't, and they still didn't pick a good version of him based on that panel. I would assume that same panel picked all the key characters right. in the movie. Exactly. So why are you complaining? <sighs> I don't. I don't hear Faith saying. You know. I would have much rather Beyonce play me, man. I don't see I don't see why uh, saying that. You know what I'm saying? I just I feel like people knew it wasn't about them. It's bigger than you. It's about somebody else. The person acted well. Right. Was it accurate? That say say you got a problem with the screenwriting. Don't don't put it on her. She ain't right. done to you. I just said leave it alone. It's over. Yeah, man. And she's doing good in power now. Like you should you should people people gonna want to see the movie now based off that. Somebody that probably don't know Little Kim. But like, yo, that girl from Power played Little Kim, man. You know, we never you never know. It'd be far in between, but still, you know. Well, that's kind of wild. Lil' Kim got to chill. She really got to chill. But yeah, speaking of acting, um, and just just that realm and your context, like you said in the beginning, um, another contact you got. 
Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. You, 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 said, you said it for me. You threw me. I'm sorry. Oh. I like your shirt, by the way. Appreciate uh, it. <laughs> I don't know. I've been telling you that all day. I'm sorry. Carl got a blue V-neck and it's like, I, I like it. I don't know. You been working out or something? No. Oh, okay. Look, you working out, man. Oh. 2020, you working out. Yes, sir. Um, You know, it's, you know this is the season for 2020 when you're going to say what you're doing next year. This yeah. is that season. I'm, this is that. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to start doing this. Everybody lying. But anyway. Um, Facts. <laughs> but uh, we got a dope interview. Yes. Um, one of your contests I keep saying one of your contests I want you to introduce them But I feel like People need to know that You know a lot of people One of the greatest shows on earth A few of the greatest shows on earth Could you say One Tree Hill is also a great show Yes The Wire The Wire uh, Lone Lone SVU Yes One Tree Hill Yes Teen Summit I'm, I'm a matter of fact yeah. Teen Summit Teen yeah, Summit I'm good, I'm good. Um, This particular person Has some in common With all of that He was on all of those Right Dope dope actor Go ahead and introduce the guest, man. All right. We got our guest, Mr. Ernest Waddell. That was very smooth and calm like that. Mr. Ernest Waddell. <laughs> we'll be back now. I'm just playing. Play the interview real quick. We'll come back. <laughs> come on, Christine. Don't play me, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we have a special guest today on Fire and Ice. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I remember watching him on the hit show, One Tree Hill, and I said, I have to meet and work with this guy. Um, and... You know, God opened the door, and it was awesome, and we've been um, friends ever since. Let's give it up for our special guest, Mr. Ernest, Ernest. Waddell. What's up, man? Hey, what's happening? Hey, man, nothing much, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Good, good. Um, how, how, how's it? You, you're in New York right now, right? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I'm in Midwood. Okay. Um, Great part of being. I'm like, huh? I, I was asking, how does it feel to be in the best city in the world? It's great. Um, it's busy. You know, it's like, it's always changing. You know, there's like, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, Amer- I guess America's changing right now, right? So uh, it, it's kind of like an extreme in New York, let's just say that. Um, gotcha. But it's good. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I'll, I'll say that. You gotcha. Know? Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Well, um, again, thank you for taking the time out to talk with us today. Um, and for the people who may not know exactly who you are, um, tell us um a little bit about yourself and how you got started um acting and get got started in the business. Okay. Um well I've been acting for most of my life. Um I started in <laughs> you know, really, uh in theater camp like when I was like thirteen. Mm. And then um, I started doing, like, the high school plays and things like that. And then um, I went to college for it. And while I was in college, I just kind of, you know, I, when I first got to New York, I was kind of like, well, if this is going to work, then I have to, like, kind of hit the ground running, you know. So um, one of my buddies, uh, he was, like, going to meet an agent who I – I was on Team Summit. I guess I left that out. Um, while I was in high school, <laughs> I did a show on BET called Team Summit, and okay. my neighbor, yeah, um, and my my neighbor and a buddy of mine, he was like meeting with this agent, and I said, "Oh man, you know, can I like come with you? You know?" And so um, I I tagged along, and I just said, "You know, I don't want to like crash his thing, but like maybe I can come back, you know, and." audition for you or something right right and so yeah so she um she agreed to it and that that was kind of how it started and i um you know i started going on auditions and things and then i um i had a 
I auditioned for this this movie called Season of Youth, and um, uh, Jesse L. Martin played my dad in this movie, and I was the uh, the lead of the movie. And so Jesse's manager, you know, he was like, "Oh, well, like, you know, why don't we try this out for a little while?" And so I started working with him, and I started getting things, and um, he introduced me to a, like a bigger agent, and. Um, I ended up booking, uh, what's the show? Oh, um, As the World Turns. Uh, I did a few movies and I did, I don't know, I think I might have been on The Wire, but I think The Wire came later. Um, but I did, I did, um, As the World Turns, it's like soap opera. Yeah, yeah, familiar. And, um, and uh, I was doing, and things just kind of started happening actually. So, I want to say I did these two movies, then I got a part on The Wire, but I want to say, you know, that was kind of just getting started, and then I got As the World Turns, and then shortly after that, I ended up getting Law & Order SVU, and so it just kind of like, things just kind of like really picked up, and um, I was like, well, things are going so well here. Oh, and then I got a, sh- a series, this series called um, The Bedford Diaries. And that was like the first like show where I was like the guy on the show, you know, um, yeah, yeah. or one of the guys rather. And um, yeah, that show got canceled and I was like, well, let's see. Let's see what's up in L.A., you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's that's actually where I met you. Gotcha. Um, yeah, exactly. With- Oh, yeah, I met in person. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, I, well, this is this is how this happened. So I, I saw him on, like I said in the intro, I saw him on One Tree Hill. He played Peyton's half brother on the show, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's amazing. I want to work with him." I reached out, and I was like, "Hey, I'll be in L.A. I'm, I was shooting college, my first series, College Days, at the time, and he graciously said he would make a cameo appearance on it, and we had opportunity to work together while I was out there in L.A. So oh, that's, wow, that's that's how dope. we met. That's yeah. Dope. So yeah, that was fun. Is it is it ever Very, like is it for, for you? Is it ever a situation where you just want to keep, continue working, like keep working nonstop? I noticed that when you were telling us your story, like you would forget, like that you did this or whether this came first. Like it looked like you got nonstop work for a long time. Or yeah, or I'm just my head is always like on the next, not the next thing, but kind of like the the end goal. Right, you know, right. That's probably yeah, like that's probably one of my problems like you know i need to stay focused <laughs> on this moment but um you know because i just remember like when i was doing one tree hill i wasn't super i was excited about it i was excited about the opportunity to like really like sink my teeth into some material but i think i was kind of hating on you know, at that time, like, I wanted to be freaking Marlon Brando or something, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a movie. So it was like my my thought thoughts about One Tree Hill was kind of like, oh, this is just going to get me to that next place, you know? Gotcha. Um, so, but, yeah, what, what, so were you ever picky about, like, the roles you you, you, you chose? You got, uh, I guess, the roles that you went up for or got selected to play? Was it was it ever a big deal for you or you just kind of just went with the flow? I mean, uh, it changes, you know, like when I, (laughs) 
when I first started, like I never wanted to audition for commercials. I felt like commercials were beneath me or something, you know, but like now, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't mind, you know, it's like, right, um, right. I spent a lot of time being picky, I think for a bit, but I, I think I've only really been picky about um, playing gay roles just because I played a couple of them and then it was like the only thing that I was getting offered. And then I was like, yeah, this may be. So I, I was going to ask Go you that I, because I'm just thinking about, I know I, I'm a big wire fan. Colin's a big wire fan. Like we love the wire. And yeah. You know, he mentioned you from One Hill. I would mention you from The Wire because that's why I, I, I predominantly know you from. But I always feel like it's sometimes with, with certain characters and you play them so well. Like sometimes you can play a character so well that people only see you as that character sometimes. And I don't know if that yeah. was a situation where people wanted like that kind of character in every gay role they had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even I was up for this movie that this guy wanted me to play. And <laughs> the director of the movie, who, I mean, I got the impression that he was gay. And, and he was almost kind of, because I had played that role so well, like he was very subtly almost like trying to convince me that I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was just like, that's kind of when I knew that I probably right, should right. switch it up. You know, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm ask a question. I promise I will. But, no, for, <laughs> you, you good? But it, 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 he's, he mentioned something that just threw me off. So when you said probably we talked to told each other about the about the interview, how we gonna attack the questions and stuff. And I was telling him, but he was telling me that you played uh, on Ice T Son. Yeah, he's on, on SVU. SVU. Yeah, I, I, I watched that show and I didn't know it right, and I never ever in my life knew that was him from the Wire. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So like that goes to show you like how strong. I thought they were two different people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could see why, like, you played that character so well that I, I only might see him from The Wire. And then I watched it low note SVU. I'm not even thinking about The Wire when I see him on there. Yeah. yeah now I am. That dope. was crazy. You're, that's, you're an amazing actor. Like, that's crazy. Actor. I want to go back to the Teen Summit thing because you kind of glossed over that. Teen Summit was actually a big show in my youth. Um, <laughs> that, was an important, that was an important show to me. Um, like, how was it working on that, you know, doing, doing that briefly? That was great because I was like a bit of like, I was kind of like a nerdy kid in high school where I just wasn't like, I don't know, you know? So it's like, then you like, you know, you're on a TV show and then it's like, I don't know, it, you know, those kinds of things are important in high school, I guess. Like, you know, not, not being a dork. <laughs> I don't know. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. But, um, but the show was great. I mean, um, actually Guy Locker, he's, He's guy. Guy is actually somebody that I, you know, he's like a close friend of mine. Like we grew up in the same neighborhood, and he was on the show. I say that because Guy is like, you know, he's doing a lot of uh, the voice for a lot of children's books, not children's books, uh, young adult novels, and he did the Gucci Man novel also. He's done a number of things. Like he's he's acting now too, but um, but he he got me on the show and um. It was, you know, it was great just because, like, that was, like, you know, also being in high school, it's like, oh, shit, like, this is, like, a this is like a TV studio, and then I was getting to see and, you know, listen to all of these musicians that, like, I was listening to on the radio, so, right. um, you know, I was a huge Mob Deep fan, so I, like, Shout I got to, to meet Deep. Prodigy, you know, 
I watched Beanie Siegel perform. I was a huge Beanie Siegel fan at the time. As you can see what my taste was like in high school, but... That's dope. Like I said, um, the, the 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 show was a very big for the culture. Like back in the day, Teen Summit, yeah. I, I always said that we need something like that now. But I don't know if if the youth would be interested in something like that now. But I I just know for me, every Saturday I was glued in Teen Summit. Was that was that was it? I was sitting on the floor watching Teen Summit every Saturday. So that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, it was a positive show. I feel like. There's, you know, a lot of the shows that kind of, like, exist now, even on the internet, it's very, like, beef-oriented. It's like a, like, I feel like Teen Summit, there was a whole, there was a real wholesome quality to it that was, that I appreciated. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna, let me ask you, um, because I know you let us, I don't know if you want, I don't know how, how deep you want to talk about it, but you got a film you're working on, right? Yeah. And, um. I did watch it. Like I thought it was dope. I, me and Carl, we spoke about it. Um, if you don't mind, I know you, there's something you're trying to promote and talk about. Can you kind of tell any listeners like the premise of it? I want to say what you say before I ask you any questions. You know, what I'm saying? I want to jump the gun and ask you anything. Yeah, no, we can totally talk about it. Um, it's still a work in progress right now. Um, you know, but this is great because I mean, I'm, I, I was showing it to people to get feedback on it. I mean, obviously. So, so the movie is uh, a movie that I wrote and directed. It's called Savage, and um, it's about this guy named James who is living in uh, suburban Maryland, and he's a he's mowing lawns. And um, I'm actually in the movie. I play Terry, who is kind of like his boss slash family member and we have like a bit of a contentious relationship. <laughs> and so James, yeah. so James uh, decides he wants to, uh, you know, he, he wants to kind of escape his divorce and move to New York city. And he gets an opportunity to move. Um, but things get hard for him and he has to sort of compromise his integrity. Right, right. I mean, we right. didn't get into it. We yeah. didn't totally get into it. Okay, um, cool. Well, one of the one of the first questions I want to ask about that is, um, with you being in, in living in New York right now, um, how mu- how much of that in- had inspiration in the actual uh, film? What you what you wrote as far as like the stuff he went through and like you know having a hard time finding you know whether place to stay or even the place he did he did uh, find to stay. Like even that even that relationship was kind of weird to me. It was just funny. I, I thought it was a funny, it was a hilarious scene to me. But even that, like not knowing each other, but you know, being in a situation where you got like, you pretty much got to do it because you have nothing else to do. Like you have to take that offer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're asking me though. No, I, I, so in the in the movie when he goes to stay with a friend who's not really a friend, like right. Normally, no people wouldn't do that, but he has no other choice. So I'm, I'm asking, right. like, did you draw inspiration from that from being in New York? Um, the inspiration from, for it was really, um, yeah, I think that, that, well, I'm just thinking about what you said. I think that, yeah, New York is hard and people will, (laughs) people will really do whatever they need to, to survive here. And I don't know, it's just kind of an, an, I feel like New York is like a really aggressive form of capitalism capitalism probably like the most aggressive 
I've ever seen. And so, so I just, I think I, I wanted to express that. Um, but, but in terms of that scene, um, the scene where, I don't know, I, I, th- I think it's kind of interesting um, how the internet kind of influences our relationships now. Right, and, right. And yeah, and so he he knows this guy from Facebook, and he's <laughs> stranded, and he's like, and the dude agrees to let him stay, but then he stays there, and he finds out the dude is a nutcase. You right, know? right. And and then it gets weird. Well, so. well, I, one thing I will say is like I, I want to commend you, like just on the writing from that standpoint, like. I, that's that scene like I, I watched like three four times there's no lie like, I even got on my phone I had to I, 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 it was just funny to me because like you, you stay with somebody you know you, you think you know somebody on you're on Facebook whether it's Twitter any social media and you right. talk to people and you don't really know them know them but to stay with somebody and then yeah. find out you don't know them that's just the funniest thing like how you how you even how you even wrote that to where you can look at that from like so many different angles I thought it was, it was amazing to me how, um, how long did it oh, take you, you to uh, write the script I actually wrote the script really fast, but that was because um, of circumstances. You know, um, the co-producer of the movie, Thomas, who is the lead actor in the movie, um, he was in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and we were kind of just talking about making a movie, and I was like, well, if you come out to New York, man, you know, let's do this. We'll, we'll make it, you know? And so the movie works be partly because I know Thomas mm-hmm. and we kind of structured it. It was like a thing that I had to kind of structure it around his strong suits because I think that he was feeling a little self-conscious about jumping into acting. You know, he had kind of like been doing other things. And so I was like, okay, well, how can I make his job like really easy? And so I don't know. I just try. I just kind of like thought about it from that that perspective, um, and thought about obviously like what I wanted to talk about. You know, I wanted to talk about um, relationships and how complicated they are. And, right. You know. Yeah, and and the the power dynamics in relationships and um, how we can kind of project our fantasies and our own kind of mutated fantasies on right, other right. people mm-hmm. and and not even actually see who they are you know um so yeah but i mean i'm yeah i mean i'd love to hear what you guys thought or well or what i'll tell you from my, my my personal review like i thought the movie was, was dope for one this this is a you know just general purpose but i like the way it picked up like it's how it started off like not so much slow but like, like you have to really that you intrigued from the get-go because it's so much happening and you really don't know why from the very first scene, you know? It's like, why is he feeding this woman? I don't know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you go from there as far as, even when you come into the scene, I kind of wonder, like, well, why is he being so, seeming so, so aggressive to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did he do to him? Um, it's like, yeah, your relationship just seemed odd. So I laugh when you said family because it's like, it seemed like you didn't want him to be there in the movie, but, you know, he was there. It's just how just him having to fend for himself, and you know, I see him going through the trash can and things of that nature. I thought it was just a, a great picture to paint when you think about somebody going somewhere trying to go and get their dreams and not knowing what they have to go through. Sometimes we hear so often, like I went here and like you said earlier, hit the ground running, this that and the third. 
you know, he went there kind of with no plan a little bit, like mm-hmm. thinking it was going to be easy, it seemed like. Right. And he hit, like, he's making decisions. Even in the interview, he bombed, and he had to use his charm to, you know. And I just thought it was dope, even how, how quick he adapted to New York as far as even calling that woman back, you know, and pretty much using her to for a place to stay, you know. Like, he, he changed with, with the climate very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, like, it was yeah. dope. But I, but I mean, I don't. But it, you can interpret it. I mean, I, I don't know how good that is, though. Also, you know, to, uh, I don't know. I feel like, like James definitely lost something. Definitely, you know? definitely. He gained, he gained some things in the end, but he definitely lost some things. You know. I think that's the beauty of just the beauty of film, just in general. It's like you can always get all these different interpretations of and and I, and I feel like you do a good you do a good job as a filmmaker if you get the different t- interpretations from the different lenses right so that's I true. think I think that's pretty I think that's pretty dope Ernest how long did it take you on the on the production side how long did it take you to make the film uh I started in uh, October 2016 so um you know we I think I maybe I talked about it with Thomas in September or something and then um, he flew out here, I want to say October 3rd of 2016 or October 5th. And we shot from October 5th, you know, taking the bus down to Maryland and back to New York and things. And, um, we did that until January. Mm-hmm. So like three, three ish months. And, and, um, from January, I've been sort of cutting it and, you know, having people come in and do voiceovers and, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's been a really long time. I mean, part of the reason I, I had like, um, you know, uh, my father passed away. So oh, sorry to hear that. Man. Yeah, it's all good. But um, but so I had to take a break from the movie and um, you know, jump back on it. So. But I think that's important because again, I think a lot of people, especially uh, filmmakers now, indie filmmakers now. I just feel like they have to, when they have an idea, they have to put it out like right now. And I think that's important. You that you're saying that it's it's literally, it's a, it's been three years for you with this project. You have not and you have not given up on it. So I think that was yeah, a jewel. Man. I think that was a jewel on what you just said, like just now. So that was I think that was very important. Oh, uh, thank you, man. And and it really is. You really have to. I mean, it really shows you what you're worth. I'll tell you that. And I think that you don't want to you don't want to stop until it's done until it's right. Right. And you know I'm just I'm at that stage. And and sometimes sometimes it, it's not sometimes it's not going to happen the way you think it will. I think so. Um, and I am so grateful that I've even made it to this stage because it it's like at every little stage there's just something that happens to where you might stop or you might give up or. You know, like even like the the short film I was making previous to this, you know, the the day that we started shooting, we lost the keys to the production van. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so you know, it's kind of like whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and you know, you just learn so much doing it. You know, right. Um, firing people even and it's just all this these little idiosyncratic things that happen um but you just push you just keep pushing forward basically you know um and you have to be you have to allow people to 
tell you some things you really aren't trying to hear. Right. You know? <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to say and mention, like, just to just to give you my last part of feedback is just I think that everybody you picked, like I don't know if you handpicked them or they had the audition or whatever, but anybody everybody you picked that acted in the in the movie, like I liked every single actor and actress in the movie. Like I felt like they kinda embodied or just I don't know, they just took me. Like every character I I feel like if I see it again, since my picked it up and you was a sell it on whatever you do and you change something up, mm-hmm. like I'm a Always, always originally to see the regular characters that I seen first. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought everybody you picked was good, especially the friend. I thought the friend part was just the the, the dopest part because it just seemed so 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 different than what I'm what I'm used to. So that was dope. You mean the friend who who threw him out of the apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean. Yeah, he was dope. Yeah, he did great. a good job. College Sean. Okay. He's like a, a dude that met at, at acting acting school. Oh yeah, he was he was definitely dope. I like I like his role. That's dope. That's dope. Well, um, we're gonna kind of close up a little bit, but again, of course, we I want to talk about two two things real fast because again, you you well, you were a part of one show that's a big part of the culture, still a big talk of the culture, which is again we discussed the Wire, and then you also uh you make guest appearances on SVU, and SVU is like one of the longest running dramas <laughs> on television. Like it's like they've been running forever. Um, how like how is it working on SVU? Because like I said it, you could again you make guest appearances, you know, here and there. Because you again you're playing Ice T's son. So how is it working on that on that envi- in that environment? It, it's great. It's a little bit hectic. Um, you know, you just I think it's those, it's like so everyone's so busy. You know, no one has time. It's kind of like, and then you're an actor, so it's hurry up and wait. So it's, you know, I just try to go in and like. Do, do a good job and and, and leave, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it is. It's like a it's a huge production, you know. Right. So, um, it's a lot of I, it looks, it's a lot of moving parts. It's that's what it looks like. It's just a lot of moving parts, and I think just like what I've learned is yeah, just just kind of come in and and do and play your role, kind of thing. Um, but it's fun. I think that, you know, sometimes I think for me, because of what I'm doing on the show, like, and, and obviously now that you've seen my movie, you know, kind of like where I'd like to go or like the kind of work I'm trying to, trying to make. Right. Right. You can see how, how just like coming in for a few, like I was just on there like last month or something. Right. Um, yeah. And it was great, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see a lot more for myself, for sure. Gotcha. Know? Gotcha. Understandable. And then, of course, again, we mentioned The Wire. Now, Maine had a question oh, to yeah. ask you about now, this. I, I, I'm on, heavy on social media, so we it, a lot of talk, especially when this show is on. I'm not sure why they compare the two, but they do. I need to know your take on it. Power or The Wire? I'm not sure why this is a question, but it's been going around, floating around for the last couple months for some reason. I got to tell you, I love, I love the wire. Um, and that's just, that's just like, honestly, like being a fan, like, like word, when word. I first, when I first got on the show, um, they just gave me like a stack of, of VHS tapes so that I could just catch up on all the episodes. And I, and I think in a weekend, just cause the show was so good. I just, I just watched all of them. Damn, you know? That's and, dope. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just a good show, and and I think it, it they found a way to close it out really well. So, 
um, just from a story perspective, just from a yeah entertainment. And to be honest, I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen Power, so. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad you're honest. I, uh, one more, one more wire question. Uh, I promise. Also, I had a conversation with my friend, and he thinks that the wire was overrated for whatever reason. And he says Sopranos is better. I'm a, I love Sopranos too, but I'm still taking a wire over Sopranos. I don't know if you watch Sopranos. Did you watch that show? I did watch Sopranos. I didn't make it through all of the seasons, but I think that. Dang, I got my answer. The, yeah, I think that <laughs> I think that the wire found a way to. Interweave the different storylines a little bit better, and Word. and still kind of keep you going with what their main, what the overall themes were. You know, like that's right about the about the you know the different seasons representing you know different areas of kind of like this ecosystem. You know, from drugs from the street level all the way up. You know, right, right. Um, I was never confused. Let's just say that. Right, I feel you. <laughs> now, now on the, uh, we're in the age of reboots, obviously. Now, would do, do you would you see or would you want to see like the Wire return? No, no. I, I mean, because that show also was like so specific to that time, you know mm, that that two thousand and four. You know, like I feel like the world is so different now. You know. Gotcha. Um, Definitely. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I I, I, you, I agree with you. Every, everything, everything doesn't need to come back. I you know. Him, so yeah. but I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm a I'm a the Wire fan. So like, I I mean, would I be upset if they was like, hey, coming back in 2020? Not really. I would watch it, but I mean, of course, uh, the first is gonna always be the best. So I, I say that now, but then I, I if it's trash, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, yeah I feel you. I, I, I can feel you on that. I one. think it's just. I think there's so many other black stories that need to be told, you know. I agree. I agree. I think there's so many room, so much room for other storytellers like Carlton, like myself. Like, I think that I'm excited to see how the how the internet shakes everything up. You know, it's shaking everything up right now. But feel you. Now, a last question: On uh, what advice would you give? people that are wanting to break into the industry, whether it be an actor or, you know, a filmmaker or like what advice would you, would you put out there? Um, I would say that there's no right way that um, anyone who says you have to do, do this and you have to talk to this person, do X, Y, and Z. I don't think that's the way I think the first thing in 2019, the first thing everyone should do is like pick up their phone, pick up, a cheap video recorder and just and just make something. You know, I think that. Um, I mean, I started this whole journey on an iPhone, and I and I in like 2011, 2010, mm. I just started making. I just started. I bought the iPhone four, and I just started making videos on on the iPhone and posting them, and I made like over a hundred videos and. And, and I just told myself, well, if I can kind of like, if I can make something that's two minutes, I can make something that's five minutes. I can make something that's 15. Right, right. You know, and so, and so you know, uh, a few years ago, I made like a 20-minute movie. <laughs> and I told my friend Diara, and we were on the phone, and she said, you made a short? And she was like, why didn't you just make a feature? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, 
<laughs> why didn't I? And so then that was the kind of thing, you know, like, so I think it's just, just start somewhere and just keep going, you know? Beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Um, uh, so when you finish Savage officially, please let us know. Cause we definitely want to promote it. Um, I said a great film. Um, I said we're excited for you. Thank you, Thank you for telling the story. Thank you for continuing the journey. Cause again, a lot of people, I feel like, again, you said you started in 2016. I feel like people would have stopped six months after that. A lot sure. of, everybody doesn't have that tenacity. So Thank you for for continuing on and, and giving people encouragement and inspiring others to continue on too. So that's that's pretty dope. Absolutely, thank you so much. And you know what, man? Where, where's your movie? <laughs> listen, you know? listen. Like, you got a series, right? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I said, listen. It's it's um it's it's the work. It's coming. It's coming though. We're gonna we're gonna make some shake. Main main gonna stay on me. Trying to, you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Ernest, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, if people want to reach out to you, social media, how can they do so? Um, Ernest Waddell at, at Ernest Waddell, either on Twitter or Instagram. Dope, dope. All right, you guys, y'all. E R N E S T, not not E A R. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, we're gonna we'll we'll make sure we put that on our um information. You know, stuff we'll we'll ha- make that happen. All right, y'all. That was Ernest Waddell, and like I said, that was the dope, David, dope interview. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, this is Ernest Waddell, and you're listening to Fire and Ice. All right, that was Mr. Ernest Waddell. Um, that was a great interview. No, I think he was dope and candy. I like. Yeah, that. it was dope. Like he's a good person. Like I said, I, I was really when I met him at the bring my um. Fanness down because I was like, again, he was on Watch Your Hill. I was like, oh my god, it's Peyton's brother. So <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was it was cool working with him. But again, I, what I appreciate is when I do these interviews, and I'm grateful to God to have the opportunity to meet these people and connect with these people. It's it's not only just it's, it doesn't stop at the interview. It's like right, I get right. to like build relationships with these people, and you know, just kind of and, and and you see, you heard them t- asking me about my movie, different things like that. Um, I need people like that in my life. People that are already like there and they're pushing me and say, hey, what's, what's going on with this and this? So that's important to me and I, pre- I definitely appreciate that. So That's funny you mentioned that because that was like one of my favorite parts of the interview him asking you that. I, I, didn't, I feel like you didn't expect that to be I asked did. that. I did. I did. I've been interviewing you. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I thought that was dope though. Like, I, and I just like that. I like this candidness because somebody if his stature don't have to sit down and talk to us. Right. Um, They can be like, look, I'll give you 10 minutes and then, you know. Like, when you have people like him, uh, McCree, McCray. There's McCray, yeah. Uh, I, I like to call him Ed from, you know. Uh, <laughs> but um, I like people like that that I feel like are on a certain level and don't aren't obligated to give us but 10 minutes of their time. Right. And then they talk in most of the interview. Like, they were the same. They talked most of the interview. Like, we really just sat and asked questions. Yeah. It's we had to talk for like a minute all together, mm. me and you. And then he's probably talking for 20. And I, I love it like that. I yeah. love that. But I have to pull everything out of you. Yeah, I love. Like I say, yeah, we we had Ernest, we had uh, Dar- uh we had Darius, we had AJ Sanders. Yeah, yeah. You know, so my baby. So yeah, yeah um, we're cousins now. So oh, your cousin, my baby. So. Jinkies. Um, so you know, it's been it's been it's been a great year. I'm excited about all the you know Y'all all the great the guests. Wedding? Huh? Y'all coming to the wedding? Let's move on to our next topic, shall we? Oh wow. Um. Yeah. So miss your best man ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about something really it's stupid. I want to talk about something really fast. Um, as far as there's these new rules that's happening on YouTube, um, and it's it's, it's kind of impacting a lot of the YouTube creators. 
Um, just want to spend some time on it real quick because there's a new law in New York that basically they're doing something to protect the children. And it's like basically protecting what they watch and the content and all this stuff because we okay. have all this trafficking happening, which is very serious. Right, right. Um, we definitely need to make sure, we're especially with black women and children, we need to be watched for that. Um, but basically, it's a new thing with YouTube. And basically, it's like they're having you say if your page is made for kids or not for kids. But the confusing thing is, it's not like people are actually going through and doing it. They have this system or machine, and if if you have like children in your shows, like you know how like with my shows, even though not, it's not made for kids, we have like children in the show because they're like their parents, right? right. You know what I'm stuff like that. So, or if you have like something like uh, there's a content creator named Cameron Henderson, he does this thing called Star Keisha's Bedtime, and it's not really made for kids; it's for adults. But because it says Bedtime Stories. You read bedtime stories to kids, so oh, they can okay. the system can assume that it's for children. Well, anyway, it's like if if the system has it to where your page is, they think it's made for kids, and you say it's not, they can find you up to a certain amount of money. So it's got a lot of content. You two cracking down. Yes, yeah, I'm saying it, it has a lot of it's it's a lot it's a lot more like you you guys can read into it, look into it, but it's a, it's really got a lot of content creators kind of concerned because again. A lot of us make stuff not for kids, but again, the machine could be like, "Hey, we we deem that this is for children, even though you say it's not for kids." Oh, okay. you know what I see saying? now. I see now. So they could deem it for for kids, and you you know your content not for kids, but now you might get caught up, right? So wow. and then I was like, you have to go through like you basically have to go through your whole page and like just kind of do a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot of different. And you stuff. probably got a bunch of videos, so you got to do it video by video, probably. Probably like that, but. I mean, for the most part, for me, I already, on my videos, the ones that I know that have, like, the adult theme scenes and all that stuff, I already put 18 and up on my stuff. So, like, when you go to my page and you click on the video, you have to sign in and oh, yeah, okay, in okay. order to watch it. So, um, it's just something, just something different out there that I just kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. But the, I brought it up to say, again, we're living in an age where I feel like, and I'm not judging anybody's parenting, but... Parents are allowing technology to raise their children. Mm, for what? For what I'm seeing, it's like because again, sometimes you you know, and even you you see these children with you know they got their the iPads and they you know they own they've got their own phones already and different things. And instead of you monitoring what your child watches, you're just kind of just giving the pad and let them do what they do. Right, right. And I feel like it's to me, it's not the content creator or any or just a celebrity in general. It's not our job to raise your kids. Mm. I don't think. No, um, you bring a good point up because just I got a story like with my daughter. They got they got an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother gave it to them, and at one at one time I remember, and I, I I I'm one of them parents like I I look at everything you doing, so I kept going to the kitchen. Mm. Anytime I went to the kitchen, it's like she would pause it, uh. and I left out. I hear a play, so I, I you know. I, I like to, I like thinking of myself as uh you ever seen my wife and kids? Yes. Michael. Oh Guess Lord, me. Lord. So I, I did like ten times, I'm not gonna lie, just to see. Mm. And I, I was doing stupid stuff like walking, doing reverse walking and she'll she was stopping it. I, but she didn't catch on with I was what I was doing. So I said, Okay. So I just uh I, I walked out and I walked I was going outside, mm. came into the garage, so you didn't you hear nothing, whatever. Just see what she was watching. That wasn't nothing bad, but I asked her, I said, Well, why you kept put pressing pause when I kept walking by? She was like, I don't know. I said a story just to say, like, 
that's what you have to do as, as a parent. You right. have to like really see what they're doing. Like you can't just see they're on. Like, I could either ignore it and say, uh, it's okay. It's just it's broke. No, I need to see what why she's Absol- Absolutely. Why can I hear what you're hearing when I when Absolutely. I'm so it was one of them things, but it wasn't nothing, nothing bad. But it was still was something she probably shouldn't have watched. I mean, it was nothing bad. It's just like maybe for thirteen year olds, you only six, you only watch that. Right. So I agree. I, I just think again, you, we can't allow, we can't allow technology. You can't allow the television, yeah. the internet, whatever. You can't allow the, the those things to raise your children. It's a lazy era, man. You you be amazed at the things I hear. I hear people say, "I just turn the TV on for them kids," and I went, I went, I went to bed. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Do you know? I mean, and I'm just talking, I'm speaking for me as far as like even just being older. Like, do you know the stuff that we were watching when your you know your parents left the room? And think so, about it, we were sneaking, so right? Imagine, yeah, right. Imagine our parents giving us leeway, like, hey, I'm going to sleep. You you got you got you tonight, right? I'm seven, mom. What's going? on? That's wild. And, and, and kids are more advanced now. So, like I said, for instance, we was. Finding stuff at you know 11, 12, 13, you got boys at six, seven, seven yep. finding stuff, or girls at six, seven finding stuff. So you know, you seen I seen a meme. It's not a meme, but I call it a meme. I seen a post, I guess a like viral post on Twitter, and somebody like I'm gonna f my nephew up, and it was like how to kiss girls, or you know, what I'm saying like so you never know what they're watching because right. it's a video probably on how to kiss girls. Right. It's a video on how to kiss boys. You know what I'm saying? How to have sex, all that stuff. It's right. videos for that stuff. Right. So, you just got to, you just got to, like I said, you got to monitor. And again, you cannot, you can't, you can't place that responsibility on. And I'm speaking specifically on content creators, mm-hmm. those of us in the indie realm or whatever. But you can't place that responsibility on us. You need to be mindful of what your children are watching. So, yeah, just, yeah, that's that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, just do a better job, <laughs> or take actually take the time out to be invested in your in what your children's be doing in life. Yeah, yeah, be a parent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm moving forward. Um, I'm. I'm on. I only want to talk about this for two seconds. Right. Um, Monique is back in the news. I was next. I'm playing. Ah, uh, you stupid. That was two seconds. Um, but she's basically she's suing Netflix now because you know, of course, she did the whole. She felt like um, racial injustice. Um, uh, what is it? Gender. Basically, she basically she felt like she was lowballed because of her race and her gender. Mm-hmm. So that's why she is now moving forward. She's now suing Netflix. I'm curious to why she like why now not only why now but what evidence does she have now to say you know what I finally got the final missing piece of the missing pieces of the puzzle for me to sue you so I wonder what information she has that thing she can sue here's the now. thing and again I know she has this whole thing with Tyler Perry her and Tyler Perry are not cool or whatever but you can't sit you can't sit there and tell me you didn't see the greatness of black excellence that has taken place these last few weeks with Tyler Perry and he not only Tyler Perry with um. With Byron Allen, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's like you you see this wave of black excellence. You see this wave of people making their own thing, doing their own thing. Monique, <laughs> do your own thing. It's again, Mo- Monique is not us. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not speaking down on her or down on us. It's like Monique is not at our level. Like we're like we're indie still. Mm-hmm. Monique is a name. Monique is, right. and, and, I, and I even though, again, this she's she wanted a comedy special. And people are saying that has nothing to do with her Oscar. She's still an Academy Award winner. You're still Oscar. So you're still a name in these streets. So you have the opportunity to create your own table. Yeah. Why are you trying to? Why are you still trying to sit at these people's table? And I understand she keeps saying she's doing it for you know future comedians or whatever, like Tiffany Haddish and everybody. Tiffany Haddish got her back. 
<laughs> all, other, all the other comedians, they have their bags. They're getting their bags. So, and, and just because you feel they should get a certain thing, I feel like they're okay. And a lot of times we, we're so caught up in what we feel like other people should be getting. Like, worry about yourself. And I feel, again, I feel like she, if she would have... Now I'm not saying she shouldn't have taken she shouldn't have taken what they give her, but if she would have actually went out and did numbers, then they would have been like, all right, cool, we're gonna we're gonna up our up our price or or again do like Wanda Sykes did. I um, mean, so that's got you all. I'm just yeah, saying like- I, I feel like she should just like Wanda Sykes was a perfect example. Netflix gave her a number, she didn't like it, she went somewhere else. That's that's Amer- and it's America, so that's what you need to do, right? Like I, I, that that whole thing about the, the Netflix and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, it's, it, to me. I have a, I, if you want to sue somebody, fine. If you got the right to, to do it, whatever. Like if you if you need to do that, you can make money. I'm all for it. My only thing is, I don't mind her doing it if she just found out. Like I need I need to know what information she found out to make to make her go forward with it now because she did so much talking back then. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out now, with all that talking you was doing, why couldn't you just file that lawsuit then? If right. you were so accurate, you were so sure that that's what it was. Right. What makes you so sure now, two years later? Did you try to go back again? And they, they still lowballed you? Did you just tell all the black women comedians to go see the next place deal? And maybe they all had lower numbers? I don't know like what, what she did, but I'm, I'm curious to know that part. I don't think she's going to win. Um, so I don't really care about the lawsuit. I just want to know what, why. Why two years later? Like, why are you still on it? You uh, trying to be in headlines again? You got a special coming out? I don't know what she got going on. No, you want a breakfast club interview? I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you want to say London a few more times? I don't know what she wants to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I don't know. She she welcome back to the breakfast club. They good people. They, you know what's funny with them? I like they they they, they don't care about none of that stuff, man. They, they want the good interview, and they, they'll definitely invite her back on. And I, I'm pretty sure Charlamagne will be there. He has to be there. He can't. He yeah. Don't don't do Angelie. And if not, he could just do his own show. You know, Jinkies. So, yeah. Since Angelie want to play games. Yikes. Is she still playing games? I, I don't know, but they had some dope interviews that she ain't been in. <laughs> 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 they had some dope interviews she, she ain't been in. She's so shy, I don't know, but not, she's not saying she's the, you know, you know, she's not the negative energy, but, you know, there's something there. That, I'm not saying nothing. Not denying. Yeah. Not nothing. Just. Shout out to Angelie. You know, Shout out to Brother Club, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep doing what they do. Um, another person that's continually making headlines, um, of course, is Colin Kaepernick. Um, he had a a workout set out for him. I guess the workout to audition. Is that what he called it when they audition for the football team? <laughs> he said audition. I'm thinking fun. about theater. I mean, nah, try out. Bro. Try out. There we go. It's the same thing. It just it's funny. Like hearing you say that, it's just funny to me. Um, but I get it. But he's trying. He had this opportunity <laughs> to uh, try out for different football teams at the new stadium in Atlanta. Um, but come to find out, he actually decided to go to a high school stadium. Is that correct? Yeah, he high, switched locations. He switched location, yeah. locations. I, don't, I didn't get it, but whatever. And then he invited the media, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, because I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I guess you can tell I'm talking about what I'm not 100 percent invested in this story. But I, I'm, I'm done with that. I, I, you know, when I was done with that when we talked about Jay Z last time. Uh, I, I'm all whatever happens to Cap. I'm, if he play, cool. If he don't play. You know, he played it before in the Super Bowl. A lot of people can't say that, so he's good money. Um, I'm just, I be over stuff, man. Like, I, people really ride waves and they really prolong things. Mm. He did the workout, and I think the, the one one of the viral videos from, from the whole thing was him saying, "Tell the NFL stop running. We here. We not like what? what are, you, are you working out? Or you just wanted to talk because you could just start a podcast for that, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I think the thing, and we mentioned this, we talking about Jay Z. I think the thing people are are misconstruing. Y'all act like to me, yeah, people act like he's hurting. Who, boy? No, 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 Cap. Yeah, and it's like he's not. He has. He still has endorsements. He's he's still getting getting the bag, and I think what the big deal of course obviously is is that people are saying like he's basically he's they're saying he's being punished for. The whole knee, knee kneeling things. So that's why nobody wants to hire him or whatever. So I think that's what people are still in their bag about. I don't want to sound like the the the, the not for the people guy, mm. but I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If punishment is me still getting my dozen money and my guaranteed money, which is millions of dollars, I'm okay with punishment. Mm. Just me personally. That's how I'm looking at it. He might look at it from a social injustice standpoint for real. He really for the people. But here's my question. Know. Okay, so. And again, me, me personally, I'm like, please somebody pick him up so we can move forward. I'm, I'm like this. I'm, I'm, I'm with Jay Z. You, you know, I agree with Jay Z on everything. But I'm like this <laughs> with Jay Z. I'm like, what's, what's next? You know what I'm saying? So it's like for me. So let's say Colin does get a team. So what happens? Are we still, are we still fighting for social injustice or not? Like, what do we? Because I feel like Colin getting picked up for a team is not going to change the fact that. People that look like me and you are getting shot and killed for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get signed. It's somebody like look like me and you get killed that same night by a cop. Be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what what does it what what where does it justify any ends? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't because I don't I don't me and I'm I could be ignorant. Somebody come on the show and educate me. But I just we feel, straight. I, we straight. I'm, I'm, let me end it in 2020. Bro. <laughs> I just I just because I just don't I don't see what. The ends is not justifying the means for me at all. You know what I'm saying? So like, if he if he does get picked up for a football team, I don't see how that's gonna help help the situation. What? Why? Why are we not having these conversations with lawmakers? Why are we not having these conversations with police? You know, chief of police and different things like that. What are we actually doing to make a change to make a difference? It's it's bigger than football, and and yeah, also too, right. it's like so. Okay, so he's plays uh, and y'all gonna watch football again. Football again, y'all been watching football anyway, so let's not get up and act like y'all been boycotting like y'all said y'all was gonna do because y'all haven't. Because that was the case, y'all wouldn't still be doing these. Um, what's the thing? The football fantasy, fantasy football stuff. Yeah, I mean, people never boycotting. They, they be saying that. I don't think people know what boycotting is, and I'm, I'm, that's why I don't talk about the topic no more. You can't have no involvement whatsoever. Don't even go to ESPN.com if you boycott. Come on, facts. Come on. Don't even comment on the commentary. Like, when people. You don't. You shouldn't even know what's going on with Cap. You should nothing. You should know nothing. (laughs) Cap should be telling you. You know, if the Cap tell you that, then you're not boycotting the NFL. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know the score? You're not boycotting the NFL. You got in Jersey? You're not boycotting the NFL. You got a team? You're not boycotting the NFL. Like, it's just, you're not doing it. Like, that's that's not it. If I'm boycotting something, I don't know anything about it. Right. I'm oblivious. I don't know. You can't tell me how much something that Starbucks costs, me personally. I don't know nothing about Starbucks. I can't. I, I'm really. I really don't know. You know. I don't. I'm not boycotting it, but that might as well be because I, I don't go there. You know what I'm saying? But that's that. You gotta be along those terms. You shouldn't mm. know anything about what's going on. If you're right. Boycotting it. I agree. You know. But I mean, people gonna people gonna do what people do. Whatever the next wave is, I, I mean, I'm ready, I'm ready for it, so we can get on something different now. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe it's mental health or something. I don't know. Yikes! But this social injustice wave, we gotta go. Sorry. Not gotta go. I'm tired of it, man. I'm just, I, I just want to, I want to live life. You know what I'm saying? You are angering people right now. I know. I, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Teachers on tomato tomato. <laughs> hey man, we just, we speak how you feel in 2020, man. You know what I'm saying? We ain't doing that no more. I'm starting now. 
got you. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but I didn't say you want to talk about we can, you want to talk about Ti or I don't know if you want to do that. Um, you mentioned the king. I you know. Kodak Black got some time. Okay. Can you explain that situation? I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, well, he got sentenced. It's federal. He got sentenced to, I want to say, four years. I forgot how many months. It's a bunch. It's 46 months. Okay. So almost four years. Um, I think he, I want to say, he, I don't know if he copped out or whatever, but he, he, yeah, he got, he, they're looking at four, he's facing four to 20. Okay. And if you might know how federal cases work, I know somebody that got sentenced four to 20. And they've been in jail since 2008, federally. Oh, wow. So, he don't know when he's coming home. It was just a sting. He didn't even, it really, he didn't, He wasn't no big fish in the in the sting. He just, that was it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got 420. So, the federal don't, the feds don't play. They usually have everything. It's, it's, the feds is, is like almost a guarantee you going to jail. Right. Um, with him, and you have to do 85% of the time in federal too. So, he's going to do at least 33, 34 months out of that. Okay. 12 months in a year, so you do the math there. Um, so, yeah, but he has other cases pending, too. So, I don't know. What's, I, I would if I was, if, I, if he had a good a good lawyer, somehow, some way, if they can mash it up where everything just run concurrent, sentence him, and just run everything run concurrent. Right. The other case, the other charges, he has face up to 30 years. Yikes. So, I mean, this is a bad break. I had to talk about this the other day. J. Cole, one of his lines, I don't, you, I don't know if you're a big J. Cole fan, but in Middle Child, he said um, that he had to talk with a young person, Kodak, um, that he, and that he's real, but he reminded him of people from the project because he's just like, he, he's really a project baby for real. Like, he don't, mm. he don't, he, he's not adjusting with fame. He's not going to adjust because he's famous. He's not going to act different because he got a million dollars now. Whether he got two or uh, two billion, he's going to be that person. Mm. And I think that's, you can, people call it downfall, but that's that's his that that's him. Mm. So I think, and that's why he facing what he's facing now. Because if you used to all your life, you gonna carry a gun and you carrying you you know you gonna, you gonna hold yourself down. Naturally, you, naturally, you able to not hold yourself down. You got the money to do it. Your mindset, I'm still gonna do this because this is me. Whether it's dumb or not, you know, to each his own. Mm. But I can't really fault somebody for being them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I just like like Jacob said. I wish that he had more guidance for real. That's the line he said. Yeah. And I agree. I wish that he had either an OG or somebody that he listened to. I feel like most people say he didn't listen anyway. Like He wasn't like rude, but he going to do what he want to do. You know what I'm saying? But at the same breath, the stuff me talk about, I can't do that but respect somebody like that because you know what you're getting from that person every time. But the, the downside of that is I, I feel like whether he do four years, five years, he may go back again. He mm. like He okay with that. So, my take on it is, um, I agree. It's it's everything's a mindset thing. You can't you can't necessarily take just because you take somebody like this is a small example, but like fans of the Fresh Prince, right? On the show, will move from Philly to Bel Air, but he still was operating like he was still in Philly, right? Right. Well, the first few seasons, anyway. So, and it wasn't until like he really. Uncle Phil like really mentored him and really and even like being around the surroundings that really changed his mindset about certain things. Yeah. So it's about it's always about a mindset change. Just like I said again, I agree. A lot of times with these rappers they they get rich real quick because of their song, but they still have that um hood mentality. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I feel like, yeah, you can be yourself, you can do what you want to do, but be prepared for those consequences. 
Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the, that was the whole thing with Takashi Six Nine. It was like he was always hollering. This, 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 you know, he hard and this, this stuff. But when the consequences came, he up there, he crying and he trying to, you know, and different things like that. So it's like, I feel like if you're going to live that life and do what you're going to do, just be prepared for the consequences that's going to happen afterwards. You can do what you want to do. Everybody has the right to do what they want to do. But at the same time, there's always going to be repercussions with our actions, good or bad. Um, So I want to just say, say what you said. Like, I mean, personally, I don't like, I don't really too much compared to Takashi and Kodak. I know what you were doing. You were comparing just that 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 thing. Only because they to me are two totally different. I feel like Takashi was a fraud from the beginning. So he was just frauding the whole time. So I can't say he did nothing wrong right because it was everything was just fake from the beginning. So I don't know with him. But the thing saying? is though, if you but if you're going to perpetrate that fraud, you still gotta be prepared for what comes with that. So yeah, so what I, what, I, what I was getting to with that was Kodak Black he had said he was okay with pretty much he don't care if I go to jail or not. So I, even though it's four years, to me, I, I'm, I'm I'm mad for him. I know he's not mad though. Like I, I, I feel like he's not. You he said you're mad for him? I'm upset for him. I'm like, because you, you know, me, you, like certain people that I know, you by nature want, be- want better for people. You okay, I got you. For. I understand that. So okay, I'm I got upset you. I know he has a great future and in, in I got you. I know what he can do for his family, whatever it can be. I'm just mad at his mindset, but I can't change it. I'm mad that his mindset is what it is, but I don't know what he's been through either. But I'm not, I'm not getting to that. That's all I mean. I'm getting to that bag. But I said to say, he said plenty of times, like, I don't care about going back. Like, it's whatever. I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. And he may be okay with that because some people are okay with being, like, they like being, my uncle like that. Like, he he did eight years. He came home to stay with us. Two two months, he went back to jail. That's how, yeah. He was, he was saying the whole time he didn't want to be home. Like, he didn't want to go back to jail. On purpose, but he was okay with going back. Cause I don't, I don't man, I, I, this ain't for me. I, what, what? Freedom not for you? No, it's. I mean, and I don't know nobody personally, but I mean, I can only speak on what I've seen. Like I said, watching. I know this is a fictional show, but watching Eyes. Like I said, just a lot of those guys. They like poet is a good example on the show. Yeah. He got out, but he ended up killing somebody at the book sign, and then he came back. But he had said something. He was like, "Yeah, it just." Um, was, he, he said something in the mindset of like he basically was meant to be in the I mean, in call, the system. They call it um, being institutionalized. Yeah. And but I, I look at it like people are comfortable where they comfortable at. That and I, I hate to hate the narrative to go with that because that don't mean that people like men and all that stuff. That's not what it means. But people like people are okay with who they are in that place. Mm. It's a big world out here. You not you not gonna be that that same. It's like school. You ever seen that like or work? You see somebody to be cool at work, but they really corny in real life. Mm. But at work, they cool because they're the position they hold at work. Yeah. Same thing in prison. I ain't saying that's Kodak Black, but I'm just saying like when you say you got to do the consequences, I'm, I, I, I think he he's okay with whatever's going on for some um, whatever reason. That, that just crazy to me. Well, this will well just make sure you be okay with. That's all I'm saying. Like I said but, again, do what you want to do, but just be okay with what happens with that. I do want to talk about the Takashi just real quick because you you mentioned it. I agree with you. I feel like. Me personally, I don't believe in like I don't do that. You probably never heard me do that. I never blame somebody for this, that, and third. I feel like whatever I do, if something happens I don't like, I can dislike that it happened, but I also have to see what I did to what know, parts you play. Yeah. You have to take ownership in your actions. So when something like that come down, whether it's a federal case, all that stuff, you take ownership. I feel like you got caught. They didn't get caught. You shouldn't say nothing because you knew what you were doing. In the same breath with them. Just like, but it's a revolving door. So like, if I'm one of them that got told on, I knew you was fake. I shouldn't have messed with you in the first place. 
I knew that when hit when the stuff hit the fan, you wasn't go, you was going forward. I knew you wasn't tough about let you talk that gangster stuff and get us in trouble. I knew you wasn't about to lie, but I still shot these people for you. For whatever reason. So I look at it from the standpoint of it's so many pieces in that one case. It's a catch twenty two. This but whole looking thing at it from is. The outside, looking like you said, yeah. he, as a man, he should be willing to be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna take whatever because your name is around all that stuff, not their names, you know what I'm saying? But he's I don't work with him. I don't agree with it. I never agree with anybody that cooperates if you are uh, not law by the citizen. If you you playing by them rules, do it hundred percent. Don't play by the rules till it's time to really, you know, take that time. Mm. Rules all the way, so yeah, I'm definitely a law about citizen, so yeah, you can't yeah, be snitching. You know I'm, I'm a snitch, but the thing is, I'm letting y'all know now, I'm and, snitching, and I, and I agree with this. It's my tell they're gonna tell, and they're telling you, don't say they snitch because they told you from the get go, yeah, they're gonna tell, yeah. If so, it's if it's me or you, it's me, hey man. <laughs> I want to bring that up real quick. I'm gonna say that, um, people keep saying I hate this word a lot, it's selfish thing. I don't say what? Know, selfish. I don't know if anybody told you selfish before. Um, I, I've heard that a few times. I don't. It's your selfish. I don't. I think what it is is people they can't get what they want from me, so I seem selfish. But I, I, I made a saying. I made a little thing. I feel like I'm not selfish in a lot of situations, but in some situations, I am very pro me. Mm, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I feel like everybody should be pro them in certain situations. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I hate, I hate the narrative of being selfish because of not for me, just certain people. But I say that because. You might you might not tell me. You might say I'm not. My brother might say like I see a lot of sacrifices I make. My mm. kids might say I'm not. So if two people might say I'm not. And it's, let's say people are just people I might have should have been with. But that to me tells me everything I need to know. I'm not selfish. Just they they feelings. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I want to say I want to get that out there that sometimes people will tell you that. But also look at the look at the people that's telling you that what they got in common. Now whether you did something wrong or not, that's, that's still fine. But right. Don't let one person, two people, define you. Absolutely. Also, too, I, and I said this. I put put this post on Facebook today. Um, this is the year of of uh, what I said re- reciprocation. Mm. This is the year of we're balancing the equation. You know, you know, in chemistry class, you have to balance yeah, the equations. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the year of balancing the equations. So I feel like you shouldn't be able to say if somebody is giving you the energy that you gave them, they're just balancing the equations. Mm. That's not making them selfish. They're they they just they're doing what you did to them. So you should just. Be accepted of what happened, cause that is like this. This is small, but I mean, to me, I think it's big, especially when it comes to business. Uh, if I send you a message, and I'm not saying you have to send it to me like five seconds later, because I know everybody's busy, everybody got their thing going on. But if I send you something, and then you wait two or three days to respond to me, and then or you just don't respond at all, but then you <laughs> send me a message and you expecting me like to stop what exactly what I'm doing just yeah, to respond yeah. back to you, but you getting your bad because I didn't respond. What I don't understand where the balance comes in at. So I, I mean, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with being pro you. Be pro you. It's all about you. So do you, and keep it pushing. That's all. Yeah, it just it just. But and I feel like, but I wanted to say that that don't go with the Takashi. That was he was pro him, yes, but that also was very selfish to him too. He was pro him, but it was selfish because he ordered things to happen, and now he also told them saying people to get them away from their families. That's selfish. But let's go back to like I said when I said beginning. But I agree with you. Like I said again, if you're gonna be about that life, be about that life all the way. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. So, and I, I can tell you, I, I always say this: I ain't about that life. So again, um, if you around me and you do I'll, something, it's me. It's if it's me or you, it's me. So when I was I'm team me. When I was young, like I seen the fifty cent. This is what he said. He raised me on music wise, but. It was something he said, and I always it always stuck with me. I, I like like I like like my dad said it or something, you know. And he was like, "I don't expect nothing from a person that's not in their character." So if I know, let's say I'm somewhere, right, 
And for some reason, let's say I I have a gun, and you you with me, whatever. You got a gun, but you you know, let's say you had a gun, but I know you're not trying to shoot nobody. Mm-hmm. So if a shoot happens, I'm not expecting you to go shoot. Or if the cops come and be like, "Hey, who marijuana is?" That? I'm not expecting you to be like, "Oh, I don't know if you know who marijuana is." Mm-hmm. I don't expect that from you because it's not your character. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like make sure you treat your company, your people you're around wildly too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's the main thing because don't. If you're not surprised about what happened, like somebody telling you, say, I'm not surprised, or if something happened, you're not, I'm not surprised, then don't blame that person either. Blame yourself. If you're not surprised, then you know you should have been around that. Mm. You know, so. But teach his own. That's a good valid point. Let's end on a happy note, real quick. Um, Making the bands come back. Okay. When? Uh, they say 2020. So right now, Diddy is holding auditions um, for Making the Band. If you go to the. Uh, Let's see. Do I have to set up? Basically, it's only if you go if you type in making the band on YouTube, they have a whole they have a page now. They do they doing like recaps, right? As right. far as like oh showing old footage, they need to go ahead and just bring it bring it back. As far as like showing the old ones, um, but the whole auditions he's doing a nationwide audition for uh, I guess he's doing another band. I don't know if it's a girl group or or boy group. I wonder how it's gonna work now that he got revolt. Is it revolt? He has a buy from MTV. It's gonna be on MTV. It's gonna be MTV. It's MTV. So. Want, but you know right, the thing. Here's the thing. Though, okay. Here's the thing. I personally would rather it. I mean, I'm not trying to make give it the, the bag to Netflix. But you did you watch Rhythm and Flow? No, but I, I yo, I, I heard it was dope. It's good. Yeah, you should definitely check that out. Um, I like the way because it's it's surprisingly it was surprisingly good to me. I wasn't expecting it to be good. Kendra's watching it one day. I came downstairs and I sat there and I was there the whole time. Hmm. So I, it was it was good. Surprisingly. You know, of course, binge watchers, binge watch. It's, it's been it's binge watched. Yeah, it's like they. I think they put out. It's I think it's nine episodes total. They did three episodes a week, so for three weeks they was putting it out. Hmm. But it's really good. So with this, be, should explore that because again, because we're in the age, and, and like you said, he has revolt or whatever. I think it should be something where it's like like that, like rhythm and flow versus it being like a weekly thing, but still make it accessible for people. Well, I have revolt on my TV because we got there's a channel on Direct TV, but. I just for people who don't have Revolt, I like make it. It should be on Revolt and MTV or but something. Broke at the YouTube page, so you could look on YouTube. And well, that's true. Too. That's true. Um, I was gonna ask about that real quick. The question I want to ask is, um, what do you want? You want a rap band or you want an R and B band? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, okay, so let's break it down because we had. Or does it matter? We had the band, then we had Daddy Kane, and then we had Day Twenty Six. I mean, I just thought like the so, show was good regardless. I, I, to me, it don't matter. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just, making the band is just, it's a classic. The way it did he, so, I, I mean. Just, but I, I wouldn't mind, see, the band, the reason why I like that, because it was a mixture, though. You still had that one Sarah, the Sarah, the singer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you had a mixture. I just like the competition that Diddy always ensues when he around people. Mm. And I think you get more of that sometimes with rap. But I did like the, he had the singing battle. Like, you don't be seeing that, right? So I thought that was like I don't. I think whatever he do gonna be dope. It's a I don't band. know. Yeah, I I, I will. I see. want a band, but like, I don't want a group. I want a band. So I do want different thing. I want to sing. I want to sing. I want to rap. I want. I want a lot of stuff. I want somebody that play whatever. I want a lot. I want. Oh, you want an actual band? Band? Not like not, like, like anytime keyboard. Not like the white people. I want like a like a like like a like a yeah. Somebody play the piano, maybe. You know what I'm saying. Nothing crazy, nothing too uh, crazy. The piano is about, about as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no drums, no, no metallics, none of that stuff. Oh. You know no guitar. <laughs> Unless you, you might get on the guitar, maybe, but piano, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, wanna, I want something like that. Well, if y'all want to go and audition, um, the website is makingthebandcasting.com. So that's the website. Even a producer be dope. Having a producer on there, maybe, maybe that'd be dope. Ooh. That'd be nice. That'd be different. 
That'd be nice. Take yeah. it back to the remember back in the day when people had a DJ with them. Like I want go take it back. Like yeah. I, want, I want I want essence, but I I, I think I I trust Diddy's music mind enough to make something good. Yeah, I uh, I want this to be, but I want this to be something like I don't want to because again I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Danny Kane fan. I'm a big Day 26 fan. I'm more Danny Kane than Day 26, but I don't want it to be a situation where I mean we're just making it for the TV. I want it to actually be a group that's going. Do something. And I think honestly, that's the difference between the band and then Identity uh, Kane and Day Twenty Six. I think the band was just really honestly the show. Mm-hmm. Talented people in there, but you obviously see none of them went anywhere. No respect. Babs was good in her in her lane. And that's probably the most known because he battle raps. Mm-hmm. But you don't see the other other people like that. And I think that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. They had talent, but I think Diddy was doing that just for the show. The show. Whereas you got Identity Kane and, and Day Twenty Six, those are the people that people like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they actually had like, like I said, Danny Kane cuts, had real, real good. Danny Kane had chart chart chopping albums. No, so. I know people that love R and B and they love that Danny Kane album. So I know that album means something. Yeah, they could have. So. Danny Kane could have really did something, but again, a lot of times when when egos come into play and yeah, stuff, so yeah, it's, I, it's crazy. I would say too the the competition the competition level of that of that R and B like. Female R and B at that time was definitely high. You got Beyonce had prom. You got um all them people. Toy Lucky was out. Like, everybody knew was out. So it was like I think to me it was more like you had the Eagles had the issues they had, but it's so hard to find who to give a song to sometimes too. They had a good song. I don't know if they want to continue to get them good songs. You got mm. Keisha Cole now. Like she was getting, Keisha Cole was getting all the good songs at that time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't think we think about stuff like that sometimes too. Like, would they have even lasted that long? I think they but could. I think they would have. Because I'm sorry, I think they could have. But I think I think their internal issues more so brought them down versus the outside. That's true. I think like, again, you get you get to a point where when you allow the ego to become bigger than what the vision is, then it, it's it could be your downfall. Yeah, a good thing we knew that from the show too. Yeah, and I, I was looking at it from the, I always look at it from the essence of yeah, you got Keisha Cole. I mean, you couldn't tell me she was gonna make that drop. That quick Not saying that she's bad I'm just saying like Yeah Vocally she's still good But just sonically Everything that's there Was like Dang it's not the same Right right In a matter of What a Snap a finger You know what I'm saying And the culture just shift Alright well we passing her now You know what I'm saying We shift off to the next person So A lot of people that had them You know Them, them big Big uh, runs You don't know they're gonna drop That's why People like Beyonce Mary J. Blige they, they so Impactful, you know what I'm saying? Because them runs don't last forever, yeah. and they have long runs. Longevity, man. It's about it's about leaving your stamp. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, so, yeah. So shout out to Diddy, man. See if we get the band. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm not. I like that. I'm not gonna audition though, but you know, you going to? No. Everybody want to dance? You can dance, right? I'm not auditioning for that. I want to work with Diddy though. I want to be a producer, like not not a music I'm producer. I'm talking about you. a television producer. Keep it hundred with you. Keep it. I don't know if I would ever, if I could work with Diddy. I would like to, and I say that. Mm. That I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the band now, and it's just Diddy is tough, man. Like he he, he, is. he, he is tough. He is. And he it can be discouraging too. He you know is. what I'm saying? I I I I think I romanticize Diddy. I think I romanticize because because when I was younger, I ain't like Diddy. I ain't I ain't really care for him. But like what? just nah take that, take that? nah I, I won't okay. I nah. Um, I mean I, I like some of his music, but I'm mean, as far like just. Watching, I used to think he was just over the top. He used to do too much. He was, but now as an adult, I think I said this before. But now as an adult, I have respect for him. 
but I have a respect for his go get it attitude. And like he just he wins at no cost. I'm gonna do what can I do next? You know, he just always wants to do the next thing. So I can appreciate that because I feel like to me I relate to that. I relate to his energy and his drive. So I romanticize working with him, but like just the reality of it, I know that he's like a yeah. hard man to really like please. And kind of I know he's like real. Maybe ah, something know. cool to do or say you did just right. I would be like. Can I make a mistake? You right, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I'd be, I would be afraid to make a mistake for like, real. I, I, I'm thinking about it now. I'm just a random scenario. Like, imagine I right, love you on record. Da, 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 da. Hey, you got that call? Oh, you want me to record now? Then he might spy. You know, he might say the wrong thing. You, you know how? Yeah. You don't take that. I don't care who you are. I ain't, yeah. I ain't gonna take it nicely. You know what I'm saying? Like, Diddy could be telling me, I don't care. Don't don't talk to me that kind of way. And now I'm, I'm out of a job because it did it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I think about stuff like you have to be on point, but. It, it, It'd be good for a resume. You, know, you work for Diddy for real. But at the same time, it's like, would I really like that experience? And I, I like him. Like you said, you're running out, so you like him. Do you really want to meet? You know, you know I say don't meet, you, don't meet people you like. So yeah. Much. Black Ranger, for instance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. <sighs> Yikes. You just brought I only did ask me how many subscribers I got. Bro. You just took me down. You just took me down. Yikes. I was trying to forget that moment. What happened? No, I'm playing. <laughs> 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 um. So I guess well, what we could do is on um, with this, like, we'll uh, I'll play the interview again, just to run it out, you know. Yeah, so that was a great know. interview. Thank you again, Ernest, for um doing that. Yeah, um, shout out to Ernest, man. Y'all, and uh, we are going to once he finishes, the, like we mentioned in the interview, once he finishes, actually finishes the film, we'll um we'll promote it. Maybe we get him back on. Um, yeah, we talk about it more in depth. And yeah, and then we'll, I like the film though. Really, yeah. I really do like the film. I'm not saying that for me. I told you I like the film. I yeah, like the, I like the film. So we'll get them back on and hopefully like I said we'll we'll promote it. But um yeah, we're excited. Again, if we don't if we don't do the podcast next week, I'm not sure. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is next week. So yeah. I'm shout trying to, to y'all I'm, eat. I'm trying to eat. What do you mean, y'all? You not eating? Yeah, I'm eating. Yeah. You said shout out to y'all. You said you made, you, saying, you made it saying like you weren't eating. I'm saying y'all like everybody that's gonna eat. Not you, but you know, <laughs> the people are listening. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, all y'all. Uh, man, I'm definitely to, gonna eat. Shout out to us. I'm I told my if I don't do nothing. People know I'm gonna eat. That's another thing. I'm just gonna eat. I eat every day. I'm hungry now. I'm about to say, I hope so. I hope you eat every day. Yeah, man. I try to. Two meals. Yeah, uh, two meals. Two big meals. Yeah, I don't eat breakfast. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, two big meals. Got you. I had a uh, uh, grilled uh, chicken biscuit from Chick Fil A today. It was so but good. I had, I had pizza. I had a whole pot of myself mm. and some wings at lunch, and then I had checkers at night. I remember that first time I recorded with you, and you record. You ate, had a whole pizza. And I it, ate the whole thing. Yeah, I don't play, yeah. right? It's a big meal for me. You know yeah, I mean? just tomato stuff. Just no cheese. Yeah, come on now. I was looking. I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Hey man, he's like, "You want this?" I'm like, "No, I'm good, bro." Yeah, see, I need a sound effect for that. I need a sound effect. <laughs> I don't know what that was. You stupid. Um, but yeah, y'all know what the deal is. YouTube.com/slash Productions. Please subscribe. Um, check out all the episode of Lovers Lane coming out this week. Um, yeah, got some new content coming. Yeah, the Lovers Lane ends 2019. And then 2020 we have Even though I'm going to be on I'm officially going to be on production break I'm not filming hey. anything the first quarter Like so don't ask me I'm not filming nothing But we still got content coming We got a new season of Bondage um, We got a new season of My Best Friend uh, Peace Be Still will be done So we have a new season of Peace Be Still That's what I'm talking about um, That's what I'm talking about And yeah we got some other stuff We got some other stuff coming out of Popline too So y'all be ready Oh I'm a Oh Hopefully we do do the podcast next week because I'm gonna announce who the cover of VPN Mag will be. I'm doing the, I'm doing everything on Thursday. Well, okay. So um, if we do do a podcast next week, I will announce who's going to cover, um, and it's gonna be dope. I'm excited. I'm actually excited because yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty big. So 
this is gonna be a good one. I'm man doing big things. Moving on up. I mean, I'm trying to, bro. To the east side. <laughs> okay, Jeffersons. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all be blessed. Um, and we'll catch y'all on the flip side. All right. All right, guys, uh, we have a special guest today on Fire and Ice. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I remember watching him on the hit show, One Tree Hill, and I said, I have to meet and work with this guy. Um, and, you know, God opened a door, and it was awesome, and we've been um, friends ever since. Let's give it up for our special guest, Mr. Ernest, Ernest. Waddell. What's up, man? Hey, what's happening? Hey, man, nothing much, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Say hello. Good. Um, how how how's it? You you in New York right now, right? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I'm in Midwood. Okay, um, great part to be in. I'm like, I'm like, huh? I I was asking, how does it feel to be in the best city in the world? <laughs> it's great. Um, it's busy. You know, it's like it's always changing. You know, there's like uh, I don't know. It's just you know, Amer- I guess America's changing right now, right? So. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of like an extreme in New York, let's just say that. Um, gotcha. But it's good. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I'll, I'll say that. Gotcha. Know? Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Well, um, again, thank you for taking the time out to talk with us today. Um, and for the people who may not know exactly who you are, um, tell us um, a little bit about yourself and how you got started um, acting and get start, got started in the business. Okay. Um. Well, I've been acting for most of my life. Um, I started in, <laughs> you know, really uh, in theater camp, like when I was like 13. Mm. And then um, I started doing like the high school plays and things like that. And then um, I went to college for it. And while I was in college, I just kind of, you know, I, when I first got to New York, I was kind of like, well, if this is going to work, then I have to like kind of hit the ground running, you know? So, um, one of my buddies, uh, he was like going to meet an agent who I, I was on team summit. I guess I left that out. Um, while I was in high school, <laughs> I did a show on BET called team summit and okay. my neighbor. Yeah. Um, and my, my neighbor and a buddy of mine, he was like meeting with this agent and I said, Oh man, you know, can I like come with you, you know? And so, um, I, I tagged along and I just said, you know, I don't want to like crash his thing, but like maybe I can come back, you know, and audition for you or something. Right. Right. And so, yeah. So she, um, she agreed to it and that, that was kind of how it started. And I, um, you know, I started going on auditions and things and then I, um, I had a I auditioned for this this movie called Season of Youth and um on uh Jesse L Martin played my dad in this movie and I was the uh the lead of the movie and so Jesse's manager you know he was like oh well like you know why don't we try this out for a little while and so I started working with him and I started getting things and um he introduced me to a, like a bigger agent and um, I ended up booking, uh, what's the show? Oh, um, As the World Turns. Uh, I did a few movies and I did, I don't know, I think I might have been on The Wire, but I think The Wire came later. Um, but I did, I did um, As the World Turns, it's like soap opera. Yeah, yeah, familiar. And, um, 
and uh, I was doing it. Things just kind of started happening, actually. So I want to say I did these two movies. Then I got a part on the wire, but I want to say, you know, that was kind of just getting started. And then I got As the World Turns. And then shortly after that, I ended up getting Law and Order SVU. And so it just kind of like, things just kind of like really picked up. And um, I was like, well, things are going so well here. Oh, then I got a, a series, this series called um, the Bedford Diaries. And that was like the first like show where I was like the guy on the show, you know, um, yeah, yeah. or one of the guys rather. And, um, yeah, that show got canceled and I was like, well, let's see, let's see what's up in LA, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, that's, that's actually where I met you. Gotcha. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I met in person? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, I, well, this is this is how this happened. So I, I saw him on, like I said in the intro, I saw him on One Tree Hill. He played Peyton's half brother on the show, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's amazing. I want to work with him." I reached out, and I was like, "Hey, I'll be in LA. I'm, I was shooting college, my first series, College Days, at the time." And he graciously said he would make a cameo appearance on it, and we had opportunity to work together while I was out there in LA. So that's oh, wow, that's, that's how dope. we met. That's yeah. Dope. So yeah, that was fun. Is it is it ever like is it for, for you? Is it ever a situation where you just want to keep, continue working, like keep working nonstop? I noticed that when you were telling us your story, like you would forget, like that you did this or whether this came first. Like it looked like you got nonstop work for a long time. Or yeah, or I'm just my head is always like on the next, not the next thing, but kind of like the the end goal. Right, you know, right. That's probably yeah, like that's probably one of my problems like you know i need to stay focused <laughs> on this moment but um you know because i just remember like when i was doing one tree hill i wasn't super i was excited about it i was excited about the opportunity to like really like sink my teeth into some material but i think i was kind of hating on you know, at that time, like, I wanted to be freaking Marlon Brando or something, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a movie. So it was like my my thought thoughts about One Tree Hill was kind of like, oh, this is just going to get me to that next place, you know? Gotcha. Um, so, but, yeah, what, so. What, what, were you ever picky about, like, the roles you, 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 you chose? You got, uh, I guess, the roles that you went up for or got selected to play? Was it was ever a big deal for you or you just kind of just went with the flow? I mean, uh, it changes, you know, like when I, <laughs> when I first started, like I never wanted to audition for commercials. I felt like commercials were beneath me or something, you know, but like now, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't mind, you know, it's like, right, um, right. I spent a lot of time being picky, I think for a bit, but I, I think I've only really been picky about, um, playing gay roles just because I played a couple of them and then it was like the only thing that I was getting offered. And then I was like, yeah, this may be. So I was going to ask you that because I'm just thinking about, I know I'm a big wire fan. Colin's a big wire fan. Like we love the wire. And yeah. You know, he mentioned you from One Tree Hill. I would mention you from the wire because that's where I, I, I predominantly know you from. But I always feel like it's sometimes with, with certain characters and you play them so well, like sometimes you can play a character so well that, people only see you as that character sometimes. And I don't know if that yeah. was a situation where people wanted, like, 
that kind of character in every gay role they had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even I was up for this movie that this guy wanted me to play. And <laughs> the director of the movie, who, I mean, I got the impression that he was gay. And, and he was almost kind of, because I had played that role so well, like he was very subtly almost like trying to convince me that I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I was just like, that's kind of when I knew that I probably right, should right. switch it up. You know, and I, 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 I'm gonna I'm ask a question. I promise I will. But, no, <laughs> Are you, you good? But it, 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 he he mentioned something that just threw me off. So when you said probably we talked to talked each other about the about the interview, how we gonna attack the questions and stuff. And I was telling him, well, he was telling me that you played uh on Ice T Sun. Yeah, on, he's on SVU. SVU. Yeah. I, I, I watched that show and I know it right. And I've never ever in my life knew that was him from the wire. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like that goes to show you like how strong. I thought they were two different people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could see why, like, you played that character so well that I, I only might see him from The Wire. And then I watch it low note SVU. I'm not even thinking about The Wire when I see him on there. Yeah. yeah now I am. That dope. was crazy. You're you an amazing actor. Like, that's actor. crazy. I want to go back to the Teen <laughs> Summit thing because you kind of glossed over that. Teen Summit was actually a big show in my youth. Um, <laughs> that, was an important, that was an important show to me. Um, like, how was it working on that, you know, doing doing that briefly? That was great because I was like a bit of like, I was kind of like a nerdy kid in high school where I just wasn't like, I don't know, you know, so it's like then you like, you know, you're on a TV show and then it's like, I don't know, you know, those kinds of things are important in high school, I guess, like, you know, not, not being a dork. (laughs) I don't know. know? But, um... But the show was great. I mean, um, actually, Guy Locker, he's He's guy. Guy is actually somebody that I, you know, he's like a close friend of mine. Like we grew up in the same neighborhood, and he was on the show. I say that because Guy is like, you know, he's doing a lot of uh, the voice for a lot of children's books. Not children's books, uh, young adult novels, and he did the Gucci Man novel also. He's done a number of things. Like he's he's acting now too, but um, but he he got me on the show and um. It was, you know, it was great just because, like, that was, like, you know, also being in high school, it's like, oh, shit, like, this is, like, a this is like a TV studio, and then I was getting to see and, you know, listen to all of these musicians that, like, I was listening to on the radio, so, right. um, you know, I was a huge Mob Deep fan, so I, like, Shout I got to Mob be Deep. prodigy, you know, I watched Beanie Siegel perform, I was a huge Beanie Siegel fan at the time, as you can see with my taste was like in high school but that's dope like i said um, the, the the show was a very big for the culture like back in the day teen summit yeah. and i always said that we need something like that now but i don't know if if the youth would be interested in something like that now but i, I just know for me every saturday i was glued in teen summit was that was that was it i was sitting on the floor watching teen summit every saturday so that's that's pretty dope yeah it was a positive show i feel like there's, you know, a lot of the shows that kind of, like, exist now, even on the internet, it's very, like, beef-oriented. It's like a, like, I feel like Teen Summit, there was a whole, there was a real wholesome quality to it that was, that I appreciated. Um, 
But yeah. I'm gonna, let me ask you, um, because <clears throat> I know you let us. I don't know if you want. I don't know how, how deep you want to talk about it, but you got a film you're working on, right? Yeah. And um, I did watch it. Like I thought it was dope. I, me and Carl, we spoke about it. Um, if you don't mind, I know you, there's something you're trying to promote and talk about. Can you kind of tell any listeners like the premise of it? I want to say what you say before I ask you any questions. You know, <laughs> I don't want to jump the gun and ask you anything. Yeah, no, we can totally talk about it. Um, it's still a work in progress right now. Um, you know, but this is great because I mean, I'm, I, I was showing it to people to get feedback on it. I mean, obviously. So, so the movie is uh, a movie that I wrote and directed. It's called Savage. And, um, it's about this guy named James who is living in, uh, suburban Maryland and he's a, he's mowing lawns and, um, I'm actually in the movie. I play Terry who is kind of like his boss slash family member. And we have like a bit of a contentious relationship. <laughs> and so James, yeah. so James, uh, decides he wants to, uh, you know, he, he wants to kind of escape his divorce and move to New York City, and he gets an opportunity to move, um, but things get hard for him, and he has to sort of compromise his integrity. Right, right, I mean, we right. can get into it. We can totally get into it. Okay, um, cool. Well, one of, the, one of the first questions I want to ask about that is, um, with you being in, in living in New York right now, um, how, mu- how much of that, I had inspiration in the actual uh, film, which you which you wrote as far as like the stuff he went through and like you know having a hard time finding you know the place to stay or even the place he did he did uh, find to stay like even that even that relationship was kind of weird to me. It was just funny. I I thought it was a funny. It was a hilarious scene to me. But even that like not knowing each other, but you know being in a situation where you got like you pretty much got to do it because you had nothing else to do. Like you have to take that offer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're asking me though. No, oh, so in the in the movie when he goes to stay with a friend who's not really a friend, like right. Normally, no people wouldn't do that, but he has no other choice. So I'm, I'm asking, right. like, did you draw inspiration from that from being in New York? Um, the inspiration from for it was really, um, yeah, I think that, that. Well, I'm just thinking about what you said. I think that. Yeah, New York is hard, and people will people will really do whatever they need to to survive here. And I don't know; it's just kind of in a. I feel like New York is like a really aggressive form of capitalism. Capitalism, probably like the most aggressive I've ever seen. And so, so I just I think I, I wanted to express that. Um, but, but in terms of that scene, um, the scene where, I don't know, I, I, th- I think it's kind of interesting, um, how the internet kind of influences our relationships now. Right, and, right. And yeah. And so he, he knows this guy from Facebook and he's <laughs> stranded and he's like, and the dude agrees to let him stay, but then he stays there and he finds out the dude is. A nutcase, right, know? right, and and then it gets weird. Well, so. well, I, I, one thing I will say is like I, I want to commend you, like just on the writing from that standpoint, like I that's that scene, like I, I watched like three, four times. There's no lie, like, I even got it on my phone. I had to. I, 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 it was just funny to me because 
like you you stay with somebody you know you, you think you know somebody on you know, on Facebook whether it's Twitter any social media and you right. talk to people and you don't really know them know them but to stay with somebody and then yeah. find out you don't know them that's just the funniest thing like how you how you even how you even wrote that to where you can look at that from like so many different angles I thought it was it was amazing to me how um how long did it oh, take you, you to uh write the script I actually wrote the script really fast, but that was because um, of circumstances. You know, um, the co-producer of the movie, Thomas, who is the lead actor in the movie, um, he was in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and we were kind of just talking about making a movie, and I was like, well, if you come out to New York, man, you know, let's do this. We'll, We'll make it, you know? And so the movie works be partly because I know Thomas Mm -hmm. and we kind of structured it. It was like a thing that I had to kind of structure it around his strong suits because I think that he was feeling a little self-conscious about jumping into acting. You know, he had kind of like been doing other things. And so I was like, okay, well, how can I make his job like really easy? And so I don't know. I just try. I just kind of like thought about it from that that perspective, um, and thought about obviously like what I wanted to talk about. You know, I wanted to talk about um, relationships and how complicated they are. And, right. You know. Yeah, and and the the power dynamics in relationships and um, how we can kind of project our fantasies and our own kind of mutated fantasies on right, other right. people mm-hmm. and and not even actually see who they are you know um so yeah but i mean i'm yeah i mean i'd love to hear what you guys thought or well what i'll tell you from my, my my personal review like i thought the movie was dope for one this that's such a you know just general purpose but i like the way it picked up like it's how it started off like not so much slow but like, like you have to really that you intrigued from the get go because it's so much happening and you really don't know why from the very first scene, you know? It's like, why is he feeding this woman? I don't know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you go from there as far as even when you come into the scene, I kind of wonder, like, well, why is he being so, seeming so, so aggressive to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did he do to him? Um, it's like, yeah, your relationship just seemed odd. So I laugh when you said family because it's like, it seemed like you didn't want him to be there in the movie, but, you know, he was there. It's just how just him having to fend for himself, and you know, I see him going through the trash can and things of that nature. I thought it was just a, a great picture to paint when you think about somebody going somewhere trying to go and get their dreams and not knowing what they have to go through. Sometimes we hear so often, like I went here and like you said earlier, hit the ground running, this, that, and the third. You know, he went there kind of with no plan a little bit, like mm-hmm. thinking it was gonna be easy. It seemed like, right? And he hit like he's making decisions. Even in the interview, he bombed and. He had to use his charm to, you know, and I just thought it was dope, even how, how quick he adapted to New York as far as even calling that woman back, you know, and pretty much using her to for a place to stay, you know? Like, he, he changed with, with the climate very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, like, it was yeah, dope. Yeah, but I, but I mean, I don't, but <laughs> you can interpret it. I mean, I, I don't know how good that is, though, also, you know, to... Uh, I don't know. I feel like like James definitely lost something. Definitely, you know? definitely. He gained he gained some things in the end, but he definitely lost some things. You know. I think that's the beauty of just the beauty of film, just in general. It's like you can always get all these different 
interpretations of and what and I, and I feel like you do a good you do a good job as a filmmaker if you get the different t- interpretations from the different lenses right so i true. think i think that's pretty i think that's pretty dope Ernest, how long did it take you on a, on a production side how long did it take you to make the film uh i started in uh october 2016 so um you know we i think i maybe i talked about it with thomas in september or something and then um, he flew out here, I want to say October 3rd of 2016 or October 5th. And we shot from October 5th, you know, taking the bus down to Maryland and back to New York and things. And, um, we did that until January. Mm-hmm. So like three, three months. And, and, um, from January, I've been sort of cutting it and, you know, having people come in and do voiceovers and, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's been a really long time. I mean, part of the reason I, I had like, um, you know, uh, my father passed away. So oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's all good. But, um, but so I had to take a break from the movie and, um, you know, jump back on it. So. But I think that's important because again, I think a lot of people, especially uh, filmmakers, now indie filmmakers now, they just feel like they have to when they have an idea they have to put it out like right now, and I think that's important. You that you're saying that it's it's literally it's a, it's been three years for you with this project. You have not and you have not given up on it. So I think that was yeah, a jewel. Man. I think that was a jewel on what you just said, like just now. So that was I think that was very important. Oh, uh, thank you, man. And and it really is. You really have to. I mean, it really shows you what you're worth. I'll tell you that. And I think that you don't want to you don't want to stop until it's done until it's right. Right. And you know I'm just, I'm at that stage. And and sometimes sometimes it, it's not sometimes it's not going to happen the way you think it will. I think so. Um, and I am so grateful that I've even made it to this stage because it it's like at every little stage there's just something that happens to where you might stop or you might give up or. You know, like even like the the short film I was making previous to this, you know, the the day that we started shooting, we lost the keys to the production van. Oh wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so you know, it's kind of like whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and you know, you just learn so much doing it. You know, right. Um, firing people even and it's just all this these little idiosyncratic things that happen um but you just push you just keep pushing forward basically you know um and you have to be you have to allow people to tell you some things you really aren't trying to hear right you know (laughs) well i i I do want to say and mention like just to just to give you my last part of feedback is just I think that everybody you picked like I don't know if you handpicked them or they had the audition or whatever but anybody everybody you picked that acted in the in the movie like I liked every single actor and actress in the movie like I felt like they kind of embody or just I don't know they just took me like every character I I feel like if I see it again since my picked it up and you was a seller I don't know, whatever you do and you change something up mm-hmm. like I'm a always always originally to see the regular character that I seen first. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought everybody you picked was good. Especially the friend. I thought the friend part was just the, the, the dopest part because it just seems so 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 different than what I'm what I'm used to. So that was dope. 
You mean the friend who who threw him out of the apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean. <laughs> yeah, he was dope. Yeah, he did great. a good job. College with Sean. Okay. He's like a, a dude I met at, at acting acting school. Oh yeah, he was he was definitely dope. I like I liked his role. That's dope. That's dope. Well, um, we're gonna kind of close up a little bit, but again, of course, we I want to talk about two two things real fast because again, you you. Well, you were a part of one show that's a big part of the culture, still a big talk of the culture, which is again we discussed the wire. And then you also uh you make guest appearances on SVU. And SVU is like one of the longest running dramas <laughs> on television. Like it's like they've been running forever. Um how like how is it working on SVU? Because like I said it, you could again you make guest appearances, you know, here and there because you again you're playing Ice T's son. So how is it working on that on that envi- in that environment? It's great. It's a little bit hectic. Um, you know, you just, I think it's, those, it's like, so everyone's so busy, you know, no one has time. It's kind of like, and then you're an actor. So it's hurry up and wait. So, it's, you know, I just try to go in and like do, do a good job and, and, and leave, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it is. It's like a, it's a huge production, you know? Right. So, um, it's a lot of I, it looks like it's, it's a lot of moving parts. It's that's what it looks like. It's just a lot of moving parts, and I think just like what I've learned is yeah, just just kind of come in and and do and play your role, kind of thing. Um, but it's fun. I think that you know sometimes I think for me because of what I'm doing on the show, like and and obviously now that you've seen my movie, you know kind of like where I'd like to go or like the kind of work I'm trying to trying to make right so right you can see how how just like coming in for a few like i was just on there like last month or something right but, um yeah and it was great but i mean yeah i mean i i i see a lot more for myself for sure gotcha know? gotcha understandable and then of course again we mentioned the wire now man had a question oh to yeah ask you about now, this I, I i'm on have you on social media so we it, a lot of talk especially when this show is on i'm not sure why they compare the two but they do i need to know your take on it power or the wire i'm not sure why this is the question but it's been going around floating around for the last couple months for some reason i gotta tell you i, I love i love the wire um and that's just that's just like honestly like being a fan like like word, when word. i first when I first got on the show, um, they just gave me like a stack of, of VHS tapes so that I could just catch up on all the episodes. And I and I think in a weekend, just because the show was so good, I just I just watched all of them. Damn, you know, that's and, dope. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's just a good show, and and I think it they found a way to close it out really well. So, um, just from a story perspective, just from a yeah entertainment. And to be honest, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen Power, so. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're honest. I, oh, one more, one more Wire question. Uh, I promise. Also, I had a conversation with my friend, and he thinks that the Wire was overrated for whatever reason, and he says Sopranos is better. I'm a, I love Sopranos too, but I'm still taking a Wire over Soprano. I don't know if you watch Soprano. Did you watch that show? I did watch Sopranos. I didn't make it through all of the seasons, but I think that. Dang, I got my answer. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I think that the wire found a way to interweave the different storylines a little bit better, and Word. and still kind of keep you going with what their main 
what the overall themes were, you know, like That's right. about the, about the, you know, the different seasons representing, you know, different areas of kind of like this ecosystem, you know, from drugs, from the street level all the way up, you know? Right. Right. Um, I was never confused. Let's just say that. Right, I feel you. <laughs> now, now on the, uh, now we're in the age of reboots, obviously. Now, would do, do you would you see or would you want to see like the Wire return? No, no. I, I mean, because that show also was like so specific to that time, you know mm, that that two thousand and four. You know, like I feel like the world is so different now. I mean, I'm a I'm a The Wire fan, so like I I mean, would I be upset if they was like, hey, coming back in 2020? Not really. I would watch it, but I mean, of course, uh, the first is gonna always be the best. So I, I say that now, but then I, I if it's trash, I'm be upset. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I I can feel you on that. I one. think it's just our um information, you know, stuff will will ha- make that happen. All right, so that was Ernest Waddell, and like I said, that was the dope, every dope interview. Thank you so much for joining us. So we appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. Hi, this is Ernest Waddell, and you're listening to Fire and Ice.